Hey everybody, it's your host Caleb here. With this being the last and final companion podcast for The Mandalorian Season 3 from us here at Mando Talk, I wanted to begin this episode first and foremost by saying thank you to you, our lovely listeners. Whether you've been listening to every single one of our Season 3 podcast episodes or you found us along the way, we are so thankful for you. This season has been the largest, and I mean the absolute largest, listenership that Mando Talk has ever seen, and that is not possible without you guys. Thank you so much for writing with us and sharing our podcast and talking about it and talking to us. We are so blessed and fortunate and thankful for an incredible listenership. Secondly, I wanted to start this final podcast episode of the season in this way to give you an update on what you can expect from Mando Talk in the future. For the first time ever since I started this podcast back in season one of The Mandalorian, I'm going to be taking a bit of an extended break from podcasting. With that said though, Mando Talk will be set to return with a bang, refreshed, and rejuvenated for the upcoming Ahsoka season one streaming on Disney Plus in August. My plan is to begin podcasting yet again the week before Ahsoka airs, probably with like a prediction and trailer discussion episode, and then we will start cranking out the weekly companion podcast episodes for its season as soon as Ahsoka begins to air. So, what you can do for now to continue to support the show is make sure you've hit the subscribe buttons, the follow buttons, the notification bells, wherever you are listening. That way you know first when Mando Talk does indeed return to podcast platforms. And also, continue to spread the word about us to your friends, co-workers, and family members. Word of mouth is still the most powerful tool as far as helping a podcast grow. I will say YouTube Shorts, those little one-minute videos that we can now do on YouTube, will continue during this podcasting break. Like, if there's an absolute banger of an Ahsoka trailer that drops, I'll definitely have that itch to talk about it so you can definitely expect some content on the YouTube platforms with all of those things down though let's now get into this podcast episode where we are going to have a ton of fun with this final companion podcast episode for the Mandalorian season 3 featuring myself as well as DJ Foster who is saying goodbye to being a reoccurring co-host of the show and we have a returning guest. He helped us cover the first half of season three of The Mandalorian, and that is Zach Horvath. So, without further ado, let's get into it. This is the way. up all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there and welcome back 
to another episode and our final episode for season three of The Mandalorian. I'm your host, Caleb Keller, and joining me are the boys, DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan and Zach Horvath. What's up, fellas? We're here. We're here. (laughs) We're doing it. We in this. We in this. So we've got a a banger of an episode to discuss. Uh, We've got season three reviewed. We've got one final Mando Messenger segment to hit where we talk to our lovely listeners. And we've got some season four predictions prepared for you guys. And I cannot wait to do this thing. Now, obviously, we said it off the top. DJ. This is your final one, man. As as yeah. far as like you know, <laughs> reoccurring, you know, you'll yeah, be back. you'll yeah. be back. But uh, yeah, how you feeling? How you feeling? It, it's like I, I put it on Twitter today. You said something about it. You tagged me on said some I think some nice things. I hope they were at least. Uh, I don't remember now because I've been bit so busy today. But um, you know, for me, it's it's very bittersweet because I. I think when I when I created my my Twitter handle and account back in 2018, it was like I just want to keep up with Star Wars, and I don't want to bog down my actual Twitter account with all of this because I knew I'd be liking and retweeting stuff, and I was like I'll just create some fake ID basically, <laughs> and then you know to get to from there to this, I never and it's not like I gained some massive following or anything. It's just. And I think just from it, I didn't expect to ever join a podcast. I I thought, hey, maybe one day I'll start one. But I never thought that I would end up doing one and and being one, a regular on one for so long. Yeah. You know, like it was just supposed to be a guest spot. And then it was like a, hey, you want to come on? Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's talk about some other stuff. Hey, do you want to be regular? Sure. I mean, at the time, it all made sense. Nothing, Nothing else was going on in life. But as I said last week at the end, you know, just, you know, some nothing bad, no real terrible reason. I'm not like mad at anybody and no one's, I don't think mad at me. So it's just <laughs> no. one of those, I have to, I have to make the choice and move forward and, and, and to move forward, I have to leave this as a regular thing behind sure. and yeah. knowing, knowing that I can still come back essentially whenever I want to. I mean, it's not like I have tenure or anything. I can still just <laughs> kind of like be like, Hey, to the trailer, let's, you want to, yeah. Okay. Right, you know, yeah. so that's nice to know that that invitation is, is already been extended and that it's, it can be a thing in the future, but it is, it is kind of like, ah, oh, dang, but all, but yeah, but not to like, totally, I'm not trying to, you know, make this all <laughs> solemn thing or anything. I mean, just the fact that we've been doing this for as long as we have. And now Caleb, you've covered three whole seasons of Mandalorian. I've only covered half a season, you know, thanks for Zach to come in at the first half and just be the guy. You know, he was he if 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 you were in Spy Kids 3D, you were the guy. You know, I mean, oh, don't I die is, like really quickly? You know what happens to the guy? Yeah, but you're the myth. The myth. <laughs> you're the a true embodiment of the myth. All right. Yeah. So hey. with all of that being said, you know, it's it's been great, and I I'm excited to talk about this, and I'm excited to see what you know comes down the line. Mando talk with you know we got visions coming out next week survivor is is dropping tonight you know to, as of this recording and then you've got you know ahsoka in august i i there's a lot to be excited about regardless and oh, yeah i think that that's just saying you know what you put up at the top of the of the key here tonight caleb is there's so many good things coming 
So stick around because we'll be right back in a second to do stuff. You know, it's like, that's what's coming. So for me, just glad to be here. Glad to be a part of it. Glad Zach's here because I've only ever gotten to be on one other show with Zach. And it's so funny because I've listened to Mando talk with Zach, you know, as, as the host. And then I know he's listened to it with me as, as a co-host. So it's like, I feel like I know what Zach's going to say before we (laughs) get anything. And I think he's the same way with me because we were talking off air about something silly um, that only I would pick up on. And he was like, I knew you do. I knew you'd get it. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. So um, it, it's just great to be here. Great to be with um, for the last, not, not the last time, but the last time. And it's sure. great to do that with Zach and Caleb for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. All, all great things. All great things there. Zach, we haven't talked. Uh, about, I mean, we've, we've occasionally texted obviously yeah, about yeah. the back half of season three, mm-hmm. but it, it's very exciting to, have you actually on the podcast and now you have to voice your opinions to the very critical star wars fan base so i hope you're prepared i hope i'm ready i'll come in hot i don't care oh we know you will and that's why this is exciting you worry um yeah no i'm i'm glad to be here i'm happy to be back i I appreciate you having me on number one we were gonna just you know sum up the season i didn't know it was gonna be dj's last like post day so you know it's a little bittersweet there but i'm happy to Big time, to, big time stuff all around. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy to be along for that ride, but I'm also just happy to talk Star Wars with y'all. It's always a good time. Um, yep. As DJ said, happy to be here again. You know, we only did it once, so mm-hmm. why yeah. not today? Why not so, today? Um, well, let's excited. let's get into it. We'll start with our first segment here. Then we wanted to do like just an overall feels review recap emotions now that we're a week later after you know fully seeing season three of the mandalorian we wanted to kind of walk through the big talking points of the season and have this one final opportunity for all three of us to just voice our opinions loving things despising things disliking things just really across the board just all feels it's kind of just like this open spoiler discussion aftermath of all things that we've seen and I feel like the first question or the first discussion discussion point that we need to have is essentially this season three and I think everyone can agree to this became Bo-Katan's story I feel like that's got to be where we start are we okay with yet again another kind of I know Boba Fett gets a lot of slack the book of Boba Fett gets a lot of slack for it becoming Din Djarin's story there toward the end and now here we are with Mando season three and it becomes Bo-Katan's story so I really just kind of wanted to start there are we okay with Din and Grogu while I still feel like they took the spotlight a little bit especially it was glad to see that back in the finale are we still okay though with Bo-Katan really being the character this season and i'll just kind of open that up dj or, or zach whoever wants to start um what what do y'all think about that question there or that overall take you go first zach okay um you know i think if the season finale hadn't brought us kind of back into the din and grogu era um i think i would have said that yeah i, I you know i'm really good with this um, it seems like the Mandalorian term, they're using that as general as possible. And it's not about Din, and it's about all the Mandalorians. Um, however, with this season finale that we got, it renewed my hunger 
for just those two being together mm. and being the like the main course. Um, I, I I think I'm okay with having this season be more about Bo because I mean she has skyrocketed in my interest level. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like she, I thought she was awesome. And um, so for that very reason, I think I'm okay with it being about her. Because, um, I mean, it, it was, right? It, it really was. Yeah. I would say, what, two-thirds of the season was about her specifically. So, um, but but that was okay because I think the way they did the story, while it was meandering and I think it could have been told better, we all knew what this background story of, like, you know, the Mandalorians all coming together. We've been talking about this the whole season. Did it take forever to get there? Yeah, it did. However, um, I just think she's such a cool character that I was okay with it. Yeah. Um, but I'm good. Like, I want I want us back. I want the, sure. the, the episode by episode, that video game feel that everyone chirps about. I want that back, personally. Mm. Because I was so happy having those two run through that base together and like end up where they ended up and oh, spoilers. So, you know, that final shot (laughs) is one of my favorite shots of all time in star Wars, because it just sums up why that show is such a big hit. Yeah. Yeah, And it it, it sums up why those two characters have just taken the world by storm. And I saw like, I saw people on, on Reddit, you know, they do on Reddit, they dig through it. They, they had this this kind of thought of like where Din, he didn't have anything. He was just a bounty hunter. He wanted he didn't even want any of that. He didn't want Grogu playing with the frogs. He didn't want any of this. And he looks like the happiest dude on the planet without any like facial expression. Like yeah. we don't know <laughs> what he's thinking, but the vibes I'm getting is like he is the happiest dude on earth. Yeah, it's kind of like he's reached that that old man happiness of sitting on the porch so and just good. loving life. It's such life. a good shot. <laughs> um, so yeah, so long answer to say yes. I'm I was good. I'm good with this season. However, um, I do realize now that I was wrong in thinking that I was okay with getting away from Din and Grogu because for mm. a little while I was like, all right, it's clear to me that like we're moving on. Yeah. But, I think I'm wrong, and I think I'm happy about that. All right, DJ, how about you? Of, how do you how do you feel about season three becoming Bo-Katan's story? Essentially, a lot of good points from Zach. You know, I, I will say this briefly before I talk about Bo-Katan. I was of that opinion that, um, and I think I said this last week. I didn't necessarily like um, seasons one and two becoming the Grogu show. And because we were led to believe this is the Mandalorian, it's got this, you know, and of course, you know, subvert expectations and we like it with Mandalorian. We don't like it with the last Jedi. I mean, I don't, you know, whatever, however you want to go about that. It just, it just hits different here for some reason. Um, And I don't really know why, but I think Zachary, you said it comes down to that last little shot, the cabin shot, you know, you're right. He is as happy as he's been, which, you know, I will talk about how that happiness will be upended in our predictions for season four later. Mm. But I'll say for now, t- talking about Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. if you think about just the entire season, okay, just retrospectively looking back at eight episodes, I am okay with Bo-Katan coming to the forefront of this story and the way they told this story this season. You know, we, I think we, we took for granted 
the the fact that the dark saber was introduced in season one to a certain point because those of us who knew the the history of the of the dark saber we were like well we should have just known it was going to connect to Bo-Katan at some point mm-hmm. and that the dark saber was going to be this focal point like we saw in Clone Wars and Rebels. Bo-Katan was going to need to show up at some point, no matter what. I mean, that just had to happen because the first thing I thought about as soon as I saw that dark saber in season one, where's Bo-Katan? How did she lose it? It was the first thing I thought. And, and, and then I didn't think about it for the entirety of season two for some reason until she showed up and we got that little bit of nugget of, well, I lost it to Moff Gideon. Okay. Short answer. Cool. Where's the long answer? We finally got that in season three. So it took from 2019 to now for us to figure that out. Most people don't tell a story that way. You know, if it's a video game, it goes a lot faster. If it's a cartoon, it goes a lot faster. So for Bo-Katan to show up at some point, it had to happen. And then just the backstory of her losing it, we needed to hear that. That needed to be told. So what I think about Bo-Katan is that she's one element in a much larger story mm. because eventually we're going to get back to Mando and Grogu doing the side quests and all this stuff. And there was an element of that I did miss this season, weirdly enough, because I was I internally, maybe outwardly, I don't remember, complained a little bit about there being like, oh, he's going to like the TikTok video that everybody's seen. Oh, it's a random planet. We need to go here so we can get baby Yoda milk. You know, like I got a little tired of that after a while. But now it's kind of like, well, we got this crazy offshoot sort of, but not story with Bo-Katan. And I, it's nice that we have this this filling of the um, the gaps in the timeline there. We now know the progression of things from um, Rebels to now mm-hmm. and post Return of the Jedi. And it's like, great, we have that now. It's great. So for me, I, I don't think it's a problem that Bo-Katan was ever a major focal point. I think that she needed to be a major focal point. And um, it, had she not been a part of the storytelling, it would have been lackluster. Maybe not yeah. like to the casual viewer, but to the hardcore people like me sure. who who notice when the new Anakin Skywalker Fortnite skin is the wrong lightsaber hill, okay, for guys like me, it's going to be one of those nitpicky things. But now we don't have to worry about me or other nerds like me on the internet being nitpicky because they told the story. Yeah. And, and so for me, it's like, great, okay, awesome. Let's go to work and tell the next part of the story with Dan Grogu. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that if they didn't do that change, not to interrupt you, but... Um, I was done. I, I to, to, if they didn't do that change, we would have complained. If they went mm-hmm. back, if they did the same old side quest thing, yeah, go yeah. to the planet. Oh, mm-hmm. you need to do this job oh. for me before yeah. you get that. Like yeah. we would have been like, what bad batch boring, is, you know? I yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch this season. <laughs> I'm gonna binge it though. I'm gonna binge yeah, just it. Bin, just binge it. It's way I've heard it's good. It. Like mm-hmm. if you just binge it. Yeah, so, just binge it. Um, I'm gonna do that. Don't worry. Uh, no, I've actually heard good things about bad batch. Do like really, three episode chunks with Bad Batch. Okay. That might work. I really like what you said there as far as, you know, if season three had done the whole, Din, you got to do this, yeah. Grogu, you got to do this for this plot to continue to move on. Yeah, people would have complained. Uh, people, are, yeah. I mean, let's be real. People are going to complain regardless of what we yeah. did. But I also do want to say, too, the moment, and, and maybe this is directed toward me and DJ and people that have watched animation the moment we learned that this story was going to turn into reclaiming Mandalore, in my opinion, it's got to turn into Bo-Katan's story in some sense because she has such rich and deep roots connected to Mandalore. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Din, like, yeah, of course, obviously, he wears the armor, and he is our Mandalorian for this show and always has been. And I think we, at the end of this season shows it, it always will be him and, him and Grogu at the focal point moving forward. But I don't know. I, I was totally okay with it. It might be my, my love for Katie Sackhoff playing Bo-Katan. It, it might so be just good, the fact dude. that the yeah, character I mean, is phenomenal. I just, I loved the decision, honestly, to kind of take that change. And I do think it gets people even more excited and recharged for, like y'all were saying, season four. Like, people are going to be, oh, yeah, give me that video game episode where you do this to get that object. And, and that furthers the plot. Like, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, I felt like this was a change of pace that was much, much appreciated. So... I absolutely love that. Now, speaking of Bo and Din, we got to talk about this, too, because this was another massive online discussion. It's the shipping. It's the shipping of Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. Honestly, I want to know where we sit now that we've seen eight episodes. Do we want to see these two come together in a relationship, or should it remain, remain platonic? I know Katie Sackhoff was recently in an interview with Christian Harloff. By the way, phenomenal interview. I think everyone That's a great, should, should great go check it out. Episode, she yeah. was saying that they talked about it, maybe in a more so joking manner, but at least they recognize that people probably are going to feel like these two should hook up. Where do we sit on that? I know, I'll know. i go ahead and answer. It's the easy way for me to be happy that both of them rule Mandalore. It's the easy way to get them both in that seat, in that chair where everybody views them kind of like king and queen. So I'm all for them getting together. And I'm not usually a shipper. I'm usually just somebody that's like, yeah, I love these deep friendships. I love the respect that's going on here. But no, nah, I'm, I'm kind of all in on this. How about you, Zach? I, um, I'm okay with it. Okay. But... What I'll say is I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. And the reason I don't think so is because I think Bo is such a good character on her own that we don't need him around. Well, that's like, true. I, we that's don't true. we don't need her with him is what I would say. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And also, I don't think Din wants that. Like, mm. I, I don't think that's – it's like the Jon Snow thing. I don't want it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that, I feel like I get those vibes from Din. Uh, because as he says, like, I don't care about this dark saber. We don't, we don't care. Like this means nothing to me, you know? Um, it's, I think it's that point. And he recognizes like, she's way better at this than me. So like if they get together, I'm cool. Two powerful people together. That's dope. (laughs) Um, and the vibes were there. Like the vibes were, Oh yeah, they were, they were there, Um, but (laughs) several times, I I don't really need it. I'll say, I don't need it. Fair enough. What about you, DJ? Yeah, I was definitely a part of those people who, not being a shipper, I Uh shipped them. I mean, it's hard not to, given the the amount of, like, dedication they had toward one another by the end of the season. It was kind of impressive. But looks. Yeah, there were times where they would kind of, like, look at one another, and I was like... Oh, it looked. Look at she, oh you know, gosh. like you, you kind of calm down, girl. Yeah, we're in the, we're in the cave. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we got to fight these guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, focus like, up. Calm you down. Know? <laughs> so, but I don't going forward, though, I'm not going to say whether or not they they are going to. OK, yeah, Um, because okay. I can't I can't even make an assumption that seems rational that that would happen in going sure. forward or not happen, because I just don't I, I don't know. So that being said, if it does, I don't want it to be like this full fledged. Empire Strikes Back, Attack of the Clone style oh, relation, yeah. uh, like romance. I don't think that's necessary for this. Like, uh, and if they do it and they write it well, 
go ahead. I don't care as long as it's written well. Sure. I mean, at this at this point, as a Star Wars fan, you know, we've had some duds and we've had some, you know, some straight up, uh, well, studs. Okay, we've had duds and studs. <laughs> Mandalorian is a stud when it comes to the writing. And yeah, he is. That's why Bo-Katan won. Oh, I, I, I was. <laughs> I'm at the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was. I'm with you. <laughs> but I, I don't think if they do continue this, don't make it some ooey gooey thing. Sure. And don't and don't like toss a. Uh, uh, okay. Don't toss like a a bone to fans just because. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, I agree. like don't like do they that. they did no, that no, with no. they did that with Rise of Skywalker. They just said, okay, we'll throw you a bone. And then, no and bones, then half thanks. the I remember when it happened, half the audience in Rise of Skywalker moaned and groaned, and the other half half went, Yay! And sure. I was like, This yeah. is, and I and I remember sitting in my seat going, Oh, you got your wish, Raylos. <laughs> you know, like uh, I don't want the Bo Din Dinbo, sure. I don't know, I don't know which it is. Is that what they're calling it? I don't even know what they're calling it. Well, is his name <laughs> Din or is it Jaren? It, yeah, oh boy <laughs> it's Bo, Bo Rarin. <laughs> it's a, that's their ship name it's the worst thing you can come up with so yeah that that's that's my thought on that no I, that, I like that makes sense that well, makes sense. you know and i brought up the dark saber so i want to y'all heard my take on it like he doesn't he didn't care about it their clan doesn't care about it half the people obviously it means everything to them mm-hmm. and coming from a guy who didn't watch the animated shows i just thought it was a really cool lightsaber you know what i mean yeah like well, and that's probably like hurts your ears, DJ. Oh, yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah. it hurts mine too. But <laughs> but like, frankly, if I just watch the Mandalorian, that's all it is. Like, sure, that's all they give me is that okay. He got it from her. Cool. Um, it's really cool looking. That that's like all we kind of get, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so when it got destroyed, I knew I could hear the cries from the rafters of yep. like, what has what. That just happened. That was I me. knew it. <laughs> and I literally looked at my wife. We're sitting at the airport watching this on my iPad. And uh, I looked at her and said, uh-oh. She said, what does that matter? So I was like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. To be and, like the casual person, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. It was nah. just like, a, oh, no. Um, it's her soul. Anyway. You know? <laughs> but yeah, exactly. And so for me, it didn't really affect me. I was just like, okay, good. Get that, you know. I don't know. Get it out of the way. I think I saw somebody online saying like, that's the cursed thing. So get it out of the way. And I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe so cool. Get it out of there. Yeah. Uh, there, There's definitely some curse there, but you know, I mean, I think it has a redemption story coming personally. Okay. So you do, yeah. you do I, think DJ that, that the dark saber is going to get reforged and, and come back. Yeah, I really do. And okay. I have predictions that go along uh, with that. So there's and, a little tease. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I will say for me, my immediate reaction when that dark saber got destroyed, I was a little, little crushed, a little perturbed. If if I'm being honest, I'm like, what the heck? That's that's the that's the thing. What are we doing? But honestly, it was you, Zach, that kind of talked me off that ledge. We texted after the finale. Dinjar and the Mandalorian people, as far as his group, they don't care. They don't care at all. Um, they just we've gotten to the point, and really, Bo-Katan's gotten to the point. She even says. We're stronger together. It doesn't matter about these little trinkets and the this past stuff. And also, it makes way for the mythosaur, which we definitely get a massive tease with that thing by the end mm-hmm. of this episode. I'm sure we'll get to that as far as us looking back on the season. But yeah, admittedly, initially, the, the destruction of that, eh. But I'm all in on it now. And I'm kind of, I'm okay if it gets reforged. I'm cool with it. 
But if it doesn't, I'm also cool with that. But it sounds like, Zach, you just don't want it back at all. I'm good. I don't need that thing. I kind of do want it back, but just because it's cool. It is dope. It is all. I will say that. And it's, I don't know. It just kind of. You know, okay, take a page from like Lord of the Rings. You know, the 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 blade that was broken has been remade. You know, like I like the idea of taking that note because let's not forget, I'm gonna get uber nerdy here real quick. The words Mando and Lorian were invented by J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. If you if you get a copy of the Silmarillion, there's a whole lexicon and dictionary in the back of it. And Mandos is a god that Tolkien created. Lorien is a location where the elves in Middle Earth live. Hmm. So M- Mandos Lorien, right there, you know, and it's a it's a common word used in that world. So to borrow again from that lore yeah. makes perfect sense to sure. me. So bring it back and use it the right way, you know, kind of like the whole spies thing. We thought, who's the spy? Who's the spy? Who's the spy? Well, actually. It was a reference to the 12 tribes of Israel scouting out the promised land, you know, yeah. like it, that's what it was the Mandalorians yeah. were doing. They were scouting out their their rightful home, you know, mm-hmm. so that that was the perfect little note. And it's just sidebar on that. I uh, as a as an ordained minister, I'm so sad and so dis- disappointed and ashamed that I did not pick up on that immediately the first mm-hmm. time I watched it. But sidebar, there you go. That's, you know, going back to that reforge it it'd be great if it was reforged yeah it, and i cool. hope the armor is the one who helps reforge it because that'd be even cooler mm, that would be dope. What a cool but... scene though by the way i'm starting the forge up i didn't get to talk oh. about that that was awesome yeah, that was yeah. emotional i'm yeah. trying to see i think no i don't know if it's in the notes so let's go ahead and talk about that then because i do think that's a massive i think that point, so that whole forge. dude that whole like bow doing bow things leading the whole clan like uh-huh. all, throughout the episode not just the forge but like her flying in with the saber Chef's kiss, Chef's kiss. Oh, yeah, all day, yeah. Um, all day. Like, <laughs> and, and so th- some people had an issue, and they felt like it was rushed at the end with like the Rocky montage, basically. Uh-huh. But I loved it. I thought mm. it would like I don't need long scenes of this specific point because I know we're gonna come back to it. Does that make sense? So like I don't need mm. them discussing. Oh, do we need to start the forge? Come with me. Let's go do it. Like sure. them just showing that emotional moment of her doing it, and I just. I loved it so much. Um, so I, well, I was a big fan of how they shot it, how they kind of basically did a cliff notes of it. And I, I was okay with that. Yeah, no, I, I like the pacing of, of the forge scene for sure. I like the music swelling. I like the for Mandalore kind of oh, shout so from that was the, that made me, baby. That made me feel so terrible about all of my <laughs> theories. Suspicions and theories. Cause I was like, He's a real one, man. Come on, yeah. I, I like, thought it was the armorer, who's like the another real one. I'm yeah, like, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, so girl. glad, so glad that that whole spy thing mm-hmm. was just for nothing. Yeah, so pumped for that. Dissolved so fast. <laughs> so, but what I will say, uh, debatably, I liked that there was that intrigue because that whole season finale, I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah, I was like, that's true. Who's that's a good point. gonna? Who is gonna turn? Axe is gonna yeah. turn now. Or but and I wonder though. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I wonder though if Favreau and Filoni even thought of that while writing it though, or if they it was more so did. a fan thing that that we I all caught on to. I truly believe that they probably did. Okay, yeah. Why would they call it the Spies? Uh, and they know there's a whole YouTube community of 
They, if anything, it just, zoomed like in pictures. if anything, it just like adds the fuel and the kindling to the fire that it yeah. needed, you know, because like we were like, it's going to be it's it's insane. We're not yeah. going to know what to do with ourselves. Then we get down. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. they're all actually good. That's all good. Oh, well, all right. You know, yeah, they're we're all not, true not, Mandalorians. Yeah, we're like not it. like, you know, we're not oh. like sitting here in the backseat thinking oh, that was stupid. You know, it actually. Yeah worked and it was it was i probably took a gamble on it if i had to it had mm, to guess true to think I agree. Will, will this work with this title well we'll find out you know I agree. Well, well because they like the titles are so small like they're, they're they two are. words one word so you know they deliberate the mm. way those guys talk to each other that you know they've gone each other's necks a couple times mm-hmm. so picking a title yeah. This probably takes a week and but a half. But what's for those so guys. what's so great about the titles that if you read all twenty four of them in order, they tell the story with two exactly. words. That, well, that's and, my point. Is like and, think about how much you got to think about your story yeah. that you're trying to sum up in two words. And think yeah, about this too: twenty three out of twenty four chapters begin with the word "the." That's uh-huh. it. One chapter, it was this season, didn't have the at the beginning of it. I didn't the, notice that. I've I've been keeping track of like it's gonna be the something, and then it when cool. it wasn't the something, I was like, Oh. I like well, it. I don't know hmm. what to do with it. I think it was episode six of this season. I think it was the Jack uh, Black episode. Can't yeah, remember. The Jack Black episode. We'll <laughs> definitely get to talk about that one a little bit too. Cause, yeah. Cause Zach wasn't on the show for that one. So I'll <laughs> I'll be very intrigued. It's probably it's probably a good thing he wasn't on the show for that one. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, one <laughs> other thing, guess. other than the Darksaber and the Great Forge, that is very, very vital and important regarding Mandalorian culture is this mythosaur. Now we got the mythosaur what in episode two? of this season and from that we didn't revisit it at all we just continue to get tease after tease after tease and even more so teasing by the end of this thing with Grogu looking into the water and and we see it a little bit better but how do we feel about that because I know for me I was itching and just chopping at the bit to get the mythosaur in action but it literally just sat there the entire season and it's just this low-hanging fruit for future seasons, hopefully, that we eventually get to. So I I do, I guess I am a little bummed that we didn't see it. It's making me feel better that it seems like they know, okay, we eventually got to show this thing because Grogu, you know, there's a heavy tease there. Uh, but how do y'all feel about it? I think it's hilarious that they were like, they probably set up the myth of sort of like, that's the thing that YouTubers are going to like focus on. And then we're like, who's the spy? I don't know the spy. <laughs> yeah. so There's like, an S. It's not just the it's spy. It's not just one. Spies. You know, it, I think, I think they're probably just like sitting at home, rolling like, their eyes, oh scrolling Reddit <laughs> and Twitter. Like, oh, that was dumb. But you know, like, yeah. so I think with the mythosaur itself. Okay. Um, I don't think necessarily that it's low hanging fruit. Okay. okay. And I'll ex- briefly explain why it's it's a setup for what's to come. All right, I, I don't think it's like they're it's a bait and switch thing because if they if they leave it out there as a bait and switch thing, we're never going to see it. That was it. And I think that they need to tell us this is you know this is coming. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and I said this last week, Grogu, that tease with his reflection in the water and the camera goes down into the deeps of it. He he's made connections with non-sentient creatures before. Okay. 
I I hope this is out. This will be my first prediction for future seasons. Okay. Don't know what. I'm just going to throw it out. It's going to happen somewhere. Grogu is going to tame the Mythosaur. Mm. Plain and simple. There's no way he's not at this point. That they don't do that tease. They don't give you a force sensitive character like that. You don't do all the stuff you did with Ezra Bridger in Rebels without having some kind of a plan for that later on. Not to mention, we've seen other Jedi do that. Uh, just a couple. Jedi Survivor comes out tonight, slash tomorrow, slash it's already out, If depending on when you're listening to this. Um, you know, it, it's it, Cal Kestis connects with non-sentient creatures in this new game. But in the previous game, he didn't. Ezra Bridger already said him. Ray in Rise of Skywalker. One thing that I think Rise of Skywalker does do well. Uh, well, it's one of many things I think it does well, but we don't need to get in that. That was a great scene. It set up some really good Force stuff. So, there's a lot that has built it, or built been built to Grogu doing that. So, Mythosaur, it's happening. I don't think it's low-hanging fruit, but it does set something up. I don't think it's a bait-and-switch. Yeah, either. no, I agree. It definitely sets something up. I just... I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I think it's a no brainer with it being shown Gro- early. I was expecting more with it, but continues. I'll, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be short and sweet. I agree. With everything you said, DJ, I think it's a no brainer. I think Grogu tames this thing. I think we see it in the movie. That would be the best we, place to see. I don't it. think yeah. we see it in uh, the next season. Yeah. I think that, that's movie. what I was just thinking too, to because it, yeah. we've got Din and Grogu going off on these other adventures, and which tells me that the movie main, like the main battle is going to take place on Mandalore on a reclaimed Mandalore. And I Ooh. honestly wouldn't be surprised if right. when, when Daisy Ridley's next star Wars outing uh, comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if it connects to the Mandalorian movie. Mm. Cause like, cause I think that they I don't need know to if I'd s- hold my breath on that one. Well, yeah, I'm not I saying think- that I'm not saying that Grogu and Ray are going to share a scene. Cause oh, I would, sure. I would like Dude, that. I would love that. Oh my but I don't, God. I'm I not saying that. it's going to happen. I just think that it, it, you know, it's something that uh, people are talking about. What I'm saying is I think that Mandalore, the planet is going to be something significant. Oh, in maybe what, in whatever they do after rise of Skywalker, because mm. we I'd need be to, right come, I think we need to come back full circle to that. And people will be able to say, Oh, I remember well, Mandalore because of the TV show. You know, I think th- things like that. My only thing with that is, I believe the Ray movie's coming first, so you're kind of giving away what happens if we've got Grogu or Mandalore. But I mean, the Ray movie's can... coming first. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. 2025. But like, it, ah. so, I mean, but we still have Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, and possibly Mandalorian season four before then, and whatever else, and Andor season two. You know, mm-hmm. like, it, and Bad Batch season three. I mean, they're gonna and uh, that maybe not visions, I, but they're I gonna throw they all this stuff out there. It. I don't think they bring any of it up. I don't think they connect it. Whatsoever. No, they're going to. I think they will. I don't think so. I don't. I don't personally think so either. But I we'll think see. These, the three movies are gonna live in their own world. No, no. Yeah. Hey, I'm not saying you're wrong. No, I, I would I'm love. Okay with it. Yeah, yeah I would. I, I would I just, love if if there's some Mandalorian. That movie's, are you that kidding me? This is Mando dog. It already comes with so much baggage that I don't think they're gonna wanna dilute the water um, that makes sense but, all right sorry yeah that's more of a prediction thing yeah but uh well, so mythosaur yeah we're gonna see it in the movie grogu's gonna tame the thing it's gonna be so sick we've already seen him you know like just like dj said mm-hmm. with uh the rancor we've we've seen we've seen him like deal with things with the force and the fact that he looks in the water and the thing wakes up tells me all i need to know am i sad absolutely. we didn't see it uh I don't think I am actually. I don't think it would have made sense. I would have been like, okay, oh, okay. like, okay. Well, with the story they told, it wouldn't make sense. That's yeah. what I mean. Like with yeah, the story they yeah. told, I th- I would have been like, oh, okay, because it it <laughs> couldn't be that difficult 
to be John Favreau and say, hmm, by the end of this, then Jaren <laughs> will ride the Mythosaur. How do we get there? Yeah, like, sure. it's, yeah, he, that's sure. what he does for a living. He could have done it, but like, which the I'm, I, I, w- I would be okay. Like, I think I'm okay with Grogu just doing the Mythosaur. I think that would be sick. Uh, but he, he grows mm. or he he ages so slow that I guess it would have to be Din that rides it. Is that mm. what we're thinking here? He, Grogu, Maybe. Tam- and- it's a rat tattooey situation. It's where Grogu like he's controlling the Mythosaur. But Din has to like riding on but Din. Din. But Din has to like you know hold yeah. the reins. You know it'd be something yeah. like that. It'd be something. Be, I, it won't. It would be it. But if that hap- like if that happens that way, they're gonna sell five hundred gajillion uh. toys of that. I'll buy. It's all gonna of be them. so sick. It's gonna be so sick. But. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. I just don't want the mythosaur because we know what happens with Grogu. Anything that he touches turns into just cuteness. I don't want the mythosaur to turn into this this cuteness kind of plot point. As I mean, far we can as, age as Grogu goes. up a little bit. It will. It's going to be a toy. <sighs> okay. The Razor Crest is a sick toy. Listen, Caleb, awesome. your whole mindset will change one day when you see Dawson, your son, sitting on the floor playing with his mythosaur. And he's going to be holding the mythosaur and Grogu. And he'll be like, Whoa! Oh. And you're gonna be like, <laughs> you're gonna be like, DJ and Zach called blown. it. <laughs> okay. No, no, and I definitely do think Grogu is gonna be the one eventually. I just, I hope the Mythosaur maintains its so epicness. I, the reason I, guess, I think is what it I'm trying will to say. is because of they didn't just show their cards this season. I think they know what they have. Yeah, and they gave a lot of illusions with like <laughs> the the you know the logos showing up everywhere, the skull or whatever, and then Bo talking about it so much. I think they know what they have with this. So yeah, you can't that's a good just, point. You can't just do and, it. And don't and don't forget, like it's not gonna. I, the the Rancor in Book of Boba Fett, I didn't immediately go aw as soon as Grogu tamed it. That's what I mean. Like sure. I don't think well, it's like a. I don't because think it's it like does some destruction it. like, stuff. But it's a it's a litmus test. The mm, Rancor yeah. was a litmus test for the Mythosaur later. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and the Mythosaur see. is like a pretty freaking big deal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it ain't just a simple Rancor. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Well, we'll see. I- I'm very excited about the Mythosaur eventually getting in the mix. It's definitely going to happen. I'm just getting a little impatient with it. Oh, well. But <laughs> let's now move on to next talking point with Season 3, and that's Chapter 22, Guns for Hire, better known as the Lizzo, Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd cameo-heavy episode. I want to know how we feel about that one in particular because it seems like that chapter became even more divisive than the chapter 19 covert aka dr pershing episode i'm still con- i still don't like i gotta be honest i still don't love this episode at all I-, I i rewatched it i just not i just don't vibe with it at all i immediately get taken out with the lizzo jack black stuff i love christopher lloyd though that's great and i love the ending of the episode but still it's one of those that as far as rewatching if i ever rewatch the mandalorian which i'm always going to be rewatching this I don't know if I have to watch it. I don't know if I feel the need to just watch this episode again. So let's pass it to Zach, though, because I know he wasn't on the podcast for this one. How did you feel about Lizzo and Jack Black specifically and the chapter overall showing up in chapter in in season three of The Mandalorian? I'm uh, coming from the top here. I like this episode. All right. And I'll tell you why I like I was wrong in my assumption. Yes. I was wrong in what I was thinking, too. And I'll tell you why I liked it. It gave me the vibes of what I had been missing. 
where we get this mission and it's simple. You go to the place, you have some fun stuff. There's some Star Wars lore in there, which is awesome, right? There's some prequel stuff like that. Is that right? The prequel stuff? With the yes. big robot. Thought that was cool. I loved all that. Um, did I think it worked in this season? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like the placement was so weird. Like we're coming to this like climax of Mandalore and then we do this random thing. I yep. completely see that. But it, and my wife agrees with this. She loves this episode. Because it is so goofy. And I think by seeing Lizzo and Jack Black, it, it immediately took me out of like the seriousness of mm. where like I could definitely see where y'all are coming from with like, you know, what are we doing here? You know, it's just a cameo fest. But I, that gave me the campiest or the campiness that I needed that I, I think I gave it a little bit of love because it was fun to me. I had mm. fun watching this episode. Oh, yeah. And it watching- made me hate the Pershing one even more. I hate that episode. Man. That I despise I, see, that episode. Now, especially now that we've seen the season. Yeah. Oh, I disagree. Oh, the oh it means episode, I disagree. I disagree. And here's why though, because when you listen to Pershing's speech in the opera house, I don't even episode, remember what he said. That's why I'm bringing it up because Thank you. so many people have missed it. I mean, not and I'm not just calling you I'm not calling anybody. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just no. saying We're like discussion. there are things that like there's little notes of, of of world building happening consistently in every episode of The Mandalorian, no matter if they're goofy or just fly out suck, which is very rare for I Mandalorian. Agree with you on that. Now, where Pershing's story makes sense and for it to be told this way, um, you know, I, I genuinely enjoy world builds because Pershing is talking about the cloning aspect. He's talking about why it's necessary and why it needs to come, uh, why he's wanting to utilize cloning because of his, his mom died of an illness. You know, that's re- instantly relatable. So what happens? You have Moff Gideon's little crony come in and say, I'm going to undercut this fool. Next thing you know, he's out. Don't, don't remember a thing he ever learned. That's how I, that's how I saw the whole uh, mind flare thing. And now... Moff Gideon, he's he's effectively destroyed the thing that um, he actually needs, weirdly enough. But yeah. be, but he put all his eggs in the basket of those clones that Dan just comes in and said, hey, I'm going to blow this up real quick and move on. You know, so weird, like, that. yeah, that was way <laughs> too fast. But but even even so, Pershing's episode is so important because it shows Moff Gideon's ego and his arrogance. It shows Pershing's desire to do something great. And he can't do it. See, I think evil. my issue with the episode is because what you just said could have been done in like five minutes. So, a, I mean, yeah, it's a, a, a fair point. I, I did a fair point. an entire episode of these people I didn't even know or remember okay. in this place that I don't care about. Yeah. I think, I think that's what that, took me out of it so hard. I was think like, then that, that that kind of thing is for weird dorks like me who want that extra oh, stuff. I think it yeah. is. Like I think yeah. it's perfect for y'all. And and for me, coming from just a general sense, we got such a sick Mandalorian front and end of that episode. Yeah, it made me like, what do we do? Like it may have been better wasting time. And that may have been dude. better to not have those bookends that way and just well, do. And Pershing. I think. What you just said, or what you said earlier about the writing, I think that's what didn't work for me because what okay. you yeah. just no, said yeah. is yeah. way more interesting than what we got on the screen to me. Well, like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, well, what I mean is like well, you kind of com- summed that's it awesome. up. That's a great compliment. But like, 
it was so boring to watch mm. it play it, out. It, it is a boring episode. It hits more like this I, underground. You know, he's talking about his you know, mom, and I'm like, episode. dude, I don't care about you. I'm sorry. Like, I have no <laughs> pull to you. And then we get the chick who's like the spy, but she, oh, she's good. No, she's not good. Uh, like, and that twist that, that'll was come okay. in later though, too. I think. And like, I just. I, I'm happy that we yeah. got to discuss this. I was so excited to talk to y'all about the guns for hire because it did work for me. And I know I'm the minority in that. Um, but, but that's okay because like, yeah. I'm the, my, I think I'm the minority of the Pershing episode. Sure. Personally. I think people have come around on the whole like idea. I, of the I certainly, and, I certainly did. Yeah. How, and, and I definitely have not, I, I watched it again. I tried to give it some love and I just, <laughs> so, asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just um, I I loved it. I loved the fun of Guns for Hire. Is it mm. the second worst episode to me? Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. It is, I it agree. is definitely not. Of, you know, top of the, of the season? line here of the uh, probably of the series. I was okay. The series. That's um, what I, I was going to say. The worst episode of the series. Uh, there may be another episode <laughs> in like season two that I didn't like more. Gun Gunslinger is the worst. That's, I think there's one. That's, that's the one with uh, Toro Calican. Season yeah. one. Yeah. Nah. That's the yeah. worst episode. I like that I, one. I like Guns that for one. Hire is way better for one reason and one reason only. Battle droids. But see, Why okay. Well, but well, that's but I, I can like, get battle droids if I throw in the prequels. I can't get Fennec Shan anywhere else except but, but Gunslinger. You, we, but we well, got and to now, see. Now more stuff. We but got to that's the only place then. you can see her introduction. He he I, I was so broken and he hated them so much. I loved seeing that. It was like that story beat where he's just kicking them. Sure, and yeah. that that's that was pure hilarious. emotion. That was hilarious. Yeah. Like watching it's funny, him kick but, those droids. Like, but but the deeper of it is that you know he hates these droids for a reason, yeah. right? And <laughs> so I just thought that was so well intertwined. Um, but yeah, fun fun discussion. I I was excited. Yeah. I saw this on the docket. I was like, I, yeah, I can't I, wait to talk those about Those two episodes are really good discussion points and for I, sure. Yeah, like, I will there's, say, like, I mean, I agree. I like, you know, we discussed them. It's like, what are we doing here with these two yeah. episodes? There's, a dud, there's a dud for every stud. All right. That's just <laughs> yeah. what, what it is. Yeah. And the Guns for Hire studs than does. Yeah, it, do, yeah, it definitely I, does. Yeah, I would agree. Guns for Hire is fun. I'll give you that. It's just, it's like you mentioned with the Dr. Pershing episode, how we start and finish with just this Mandalorian goodness. Yeah. It's the same thing with Chapter 22. We don't start with it, but we end with the whole no, Darksaber no, and Bo-Katan I mean, and, and Axe fighting. Like, that was incredible. I mean, we, we do start with it because they have to get to the planet, and then the tractor beam hits, and that's well, what takes I, them away. I mean, you know. I'm just saying... As far as chapter what chapter nineteen with Doctor Pershing, we had a imperial yeah. shootout. Like I'll we, didn't, say, we didn't have. I'll that say this: I will rewatch. 22. I will rewatch Guns for Hire more than I'll rewatch the Doctor Pershing episode. But having said that, Guns for Hire is still the second worst of the series for me hmm. because because it's so it's so goofy. Like it's too far. It's just like they the, the litmus test like of, of weird for Mandalorian is the uh, the the um, the jailbreak episode in season one with Bill Burr. Mm. Like that's the that's it. That's as far as you go right there. You know, Good episode. Uh, um, it is. And that's it was weird. Did not have anything to do with what we ended up seeing in seven and eight of that season. But you still get to a, a certain point where you're like, OK, I like the weird every now and then. But this was just flat out goofy. Don't need that all the time. 
you know, yeah. maybe it was I something with you. Maybe that, Disney was just like, Hey, listen, Favreau, we like what you're writing, but you got to do something kind of lighthearted here before we get to our last two episodes, because you know, that, those sure. are heavy. Well, yeah. That's he, what, that's what threw me off with, with the placement of this episode. Cause it was just uh, like, we're mm -hmm. coming to this, the, right. the end we're yep. coming to the, you well, know, it should have been just... like a third episode. Yeah. Fourth yeah, yeah, episode. yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it, yeah. And the thing about it too, the episode prior was that big moment where Bo-Katan gets to take her helmet off and she's essentially the chosen Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of expecting That's what I mean. hardcore like, Mandalorian she's gonna meet with culture the Mandalorians stuff. and we're going to yeah. get the ax fight as like an episode, right? right. She's going to have to find them. And like, I just feel like they're, I'm trying not to do the thing that I hate. And I've talked to Keller about this, where you try to put your own stuff on the story. Like, no, if I would have done it, it would have been this way. Mm -hmm. I try not to do that. And I get very pet peeved about that because hot take Star Wars fans are the worst at doing that. 1000%. Um, yeah. like, I am in that Venn diagram. They are the worst at like, well, long. if I was writing it, I would have blah, 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 blah. Oh, it yeah. Probably yeah. would have been cool, um, but that's not what we got. So, what we got is this. It's it's easy um, to say I would have done this instead of that. Oh, exactly. Because because that's what that's what people who like are, are so arrogant to say. Oh, I would have done that way better. It's like, yeah. Would you have though? Because you're not the one getting paid millions of dollars to write <laughs> exactly. Disney Plus. Content. And also, like, let's not discredit all the sick, amazing storytelling we've already got. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Know? So, um, I I think these two episodes are easily the worst. Probably the worst in the series for me. No, they are the worst in the series. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Okay. I guess I, I liked it. It was fun. There is one last thing I do want to add to this. I guess another reason why it bums me out this chapter, specifically chapter 22, is the fact that it's the one that used Bryce Dallas Howard. I just feel like her takes yeah, that, on Mandalorian is, are so great that it really bums me out that she was used for this episode. And maybe she got to pick it and maybe she just kind of wanted to change the pace. If that's the case, great. Awesome. I just. I love her takes on like the well, deep Mandalorian stuff. I wonder where this fell into her schedule with the third Jurassic World. That's a good point too. Who because knows? she's Who knows? she's not behind the camera there, she's in front of the camera, which I right. finally got to watch that movie. She did great in that movie. You yeah. know? I've never seen any of it. I haven't seen one. it either. Me either. Uh, the the trilogy itself is Eh, but the third one, she did, I I just like to I focused on her because I knew she was going to be doing Mandalorian. So I was like, ah, right, what am I going to get from this? Is kind of where I was thinking. Okay. Like so so oh, I love Chris Pratt. I follow. He's like one of the few celebrities I actually follow on social media. Love him. Oh, yeah, but awesome. but um, yeah. when I think about her in that, and then versus Mandalorian, it's kind of like okay, you, you probably got the short straw here because you were busy with you know Paramount Pictures and or Universal Universal and doing their thing because. You know, you can't you can't be in two places at once. You can't. It's very difficult to act and direct on a single movie, much less two different things. Yeah. You know, so it, it's got to be it's got to be something there. And it's why she got this episode. Maybe. Maybe. Well, let's go ahead. Let, let's carry on in our season three reflection here. I feel like the next thing we need to touch on is the fact that y'all alluded to it. We we get some prequel love in this season and really specifically that really hits home with the fact that Ahmed Best returns 
and portrays Jedi Master Kelleran Beck. This Jedi is revealed to be the one to save Grogu from Order 66, from the Jedi Temple. And we, I know me and Zach, we kind of speculated on there's still stuff here that we could come back to eventually. Obviously, we didn't do that here in Season 3, but I do think the stage has been set to continue to get more and more stuff here DJ, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Grogu maybe getting explored with some more flashbacks from Jedi Keller and Beck? And I know you weren't on the show, the podcast, when this happened, Mm -hmm. so maybe take an opportunity here to share your appreciation for Ahmed Best coming back and play as well. Yeah, I I got the next episode after that one was when I came back. And so we talked about it just a little bit, um, which is so funny to like for me because um, I, I, I watched, I was two episodes behind Cause I was where I, I was when I was traveling, I was in a country that didn't have Disney plus like even allowed. I couldn't even connect to watch it on Wi-Fi. You know, I was like in Israel, they just don't allow it, you know? So I'm, I'm finally like on my, I have an overnight in Austria and I can finally watch it. So I'm sitting there on this hotel bed, just in, in all of what I'm watching on my phone. I'm like, man, I wish I was watching this on the TV. You know, mm-hmm. so so first of all, I was like, this is incredible. I, c- I can't believe they did it. I can't believe they did it, you know, um, but I, I want to see more of Keller and Beck, not because it's just because it's Ahmed Best. OK, yeah, Ahmed Best. And and, and if he can you imagine, first of all, the, think about it. So Star Wars Celebration, the love that Hayden Christensen got just being on the on the stage. And we've all seen it. Just everybody. Hayden, Hayden, and all of that. Imagine if him and Ahmed Best were there together, the universe would have imploded. Okay. Like been wild. People would have gone nuts to see them together because they both just gained these incredible like redemption arcs in their career. So I'm not talking about star Wars. I'm talking about real freaking life. They got these redemption arcs because they were once hated by people. Now they're universally loved by star Wars fans. So for me watching Ahmed best show up and he, me immediately knowing that's Jar Jar freaking banks and he's a Jedi. Let's go. You know, it took everybody like a day and a half to realize that's what was happening. So for me, I was just stoked. Um, so that's my take on that episode. Honestly, it feels like a fever dream. I don't even remember the rest of the episode. So, <laughs> With with that being the case, okay, let's talk about the future. I want to see more Keller and Beck. I want to see more Grogu and Keller and Beck content. Um, when, if, or where that happens, I will save some of that for predictions. For now, I will say, well, just do it. Because you have this golden opportunity. And when they mm-hmm. release the Keller and Beck Black Series figure, oh. I'm gonna be the first person in line and i'm (laughs) going to display it next to my jar jar binks black series okay Uh like it will get its own display case and everybody's like you like jar jar binks i'm like i like jar jar binks i've been there since 99 you shut up fool like i I was there same same you know so like it's just one of those things for me that that it it, it worked so freaking well that Mm -hmm. i can't i can't help but just love it uh, and I, I talked more about that than I really intended to, but, um, that's, you know, that's what we I, do here, man, I it's, know. Your fi- it's your final one. You take, the I know, floor. but I, I don't want to stay here all night. Like, you know, I still want to go and go to sleep at some point, but like, I, I, nah. I think that watching him show up and seeing that take place is, is the most, you know, kick butt way thing to like to do and, and to do it with, you know, just having Ahmed best portray him. I mean, it's great. Do I, and do I expect to see him again? Yeah. Yes. I'll say that for, um, my predictions because it is a major prediction for me. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Zach, you got any other final thoughts on Keller and Beck? I loved it. One of my favorite <laughs> scenes of Mandalorian. We've talked about it a little bit already, yeah, but um, go back and yeah, listen, he, folks. Go back. He's and coming listen. back. He's coming back. I we're seeing so him ne- next season. We're going to get some more Grogu fa- flashbacks, and he's going to make be sense. It. it would make yeah. sense. And it's going to be, be awesome. It'd be good. Yeah. All right. Well, after the finale aired, everyone witnessed Moff Gideon's fate, and then suddenly, all of the discussion kind of turned to: Was that really Moff Gideon? that died or not because of course in the finale we get the reveal that Moff Gideon's created his own clones with force capabilities so of course we gotta ask do we fully suspect and believe we gotta have our contribution to this discussion do we believe that Moff Gideon himself has perished or was this in fact a clone I'm gonna go ahead lead this off short real quick here I hope it was the real Moff Gideon because I feel like that will keep the emotional impact and the reason behind this season intact. And it might get lost a little bit if he does somehow find a way to come back. And all of this stems from the fact that he doesn't have a mustache. People are going crazy about this. Zach, I don't think you were on for this one. No, you weren't because it was the Uh, finale. So what what do you think? Gideon dead or was that a clone? Uh, I, I'll put I'll you know I'll put it on the table here. I I uh, think it was him. Okay. I I don't think it was a clone. Um, am I like a hundred percent on that? No, I'm probably like sixty two percent that it was him. Um, but I just think if it's not him, it just takes away the heaviness of all of the Bo-Katan stuff and and the ending and um, I just yep. think it makes it all for naught. So, I do think it's him. I agree with you. I agree with you. DJ? I have kind of two points of view on this, and they kind of, they're juxtaposed to one another. So, I, I'll say one, one's going to sound like I'm being hypocritical a little bit, I guess. But, so, I don't want to believe that the Gideon we saw in the finale is a clone. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I think I want to believe that was the real Gideon. Um, but, you know, I started to think about it in that frame of mind. And I was like, okay, let's say that is a, let's just say it's a clone. Okay. Let's just say it's a clone. Do we ever see any other clone troopers in Clone Wars claim to be Jango Fett? No, they, that never happens. Not one clone ever does that. But in Rise of Skywalker, on the complete flip side of that, what do we see claiming to be the real deal? A clone of Palpatine. So I'm kind of in two camps here. If it's not a clone and he's dead, cool, you know, whatever. But let's say it was a clone. But if it's a clone, we got ourselves a Shivi Palpatine thing going on over here where he he is a clone. The novel confirms that. They even kind of have a little throwaway line in Rise of Skywalker. You know, Beaumont says, cloning, you know, secrets only the Sith knew. You know, it's just one of those things. So is it dark science? Yeah. Is it cloning? Yeah. The cloning and the dark somehow science happening. he returned. <laughs> yeah. Right. Somehow he returned. Yes. Yeah, somehow he did return, but the somehow <laughs> he did return is dark science, cloning secrets. Only the Sith apparently knew. So there's a trifecta element here where they're making rise of Skywalker make sense, which is what I've been advocating for ever since I've jumped back on the show is sequel trilogy, trying to be more relevant within Mandalorian. They're leading to that. It's got to happen. And they've been doing it all season and did it really well, in my opinion. Um, But I think that having these two places, it's like, so where does that leave us? Is he a clone? I have no freaking idea. Mm. Is it the real Gideon? 
I have no freaking idea. Like, <laughs> what I'd I, say I, is you know, that I really have no it, idea. It, if I'm Gideon, it is a clone. If I can clone, we saw he's got the clones like mm -hmm. brewing. Yeah. Maybe he did some testing before the forced component. Mm -hmm. And that is one of them. Because like sure. I said, it, it's this it's the typical yeah. thing you see in like these um like dictatorships. Mm -hmm. Like you you don't walk out in the open. You have your body double walk out in the open. That way, if you get assassinated, it ain't you. Attack and I'm even and I'm even thinking of like like Tron Legacy when oh, we sure. see when we see uh um uh Jeff Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges yeah you know, I almost said Jeff Daniels and I was like that's dumb and dumber <laughs> that's not right but when we see Jeff Daniels basically clone himself and then you create he creates Clue you're kind of like well okay that's a clone of himself and then the clone thinks he, he's the real deal when he's not yeah. you know which is very that's a very old school way of looking at things here with Gideon. He's looking at him like me and you, we're the same. Get that yeah. straight right now. If yeah, it is we're a clone, together. if yeah. it's a clone or maybe it's his twin is evil twin is even extra. Yeah, evil hey, twin. That's, hey, no one's talking about that. Evil yeah. Twin. Where's, where's this, where's the soap opera element here? If this is like I mean, 1991. That's his evil oh, twin. 1, folks. 1000%. It's <laughs> you better believe twin. it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I still kind of sit there. Like I said, is he yeah. a clone? I have no idea. Is it Gideon? Okay. I have no idea. Okay. And, and they'll, they'll, if they never bring it up again, yeah, it's Gideon. You know, if it, okay. if they bring it up again, it's not Gideon. It just see what happens. Yeah, well, I think it makes sense also story wise. Where like now, you know, he was like, oh, Thrawn. You say the name, oh, you know, he's not here. It kind of wipes that slate clean right. where we can get to Thrawn. Yeah, and, and that's uh, what I was gonna say too. I kind of view it almost like a. Like MCU phases here, like phase mm. phase one of the Mandalorian, Moff Gideon, and it's all about getting back to Mandalore. Phase two is about to become Thrawn and and the New Republic, big galactic battle that comes yeah. together. I kind of view it that way. So, I mean, if that's going to stay intact, I do personally believe that was in fact the real deal, the real Moff Gideon that burned to a crisp there. But and I also think too, and we didn't even mention this, the dude's got Beskar armor on. I mean, I guess there's still a chance that his body maintained enough to stay alive and it wasn't in, even a clone maybe it was just we saw a mando himself. take straight fire right to the face but yeah, I'm, but they I'm still they hoping dropped that it a was spaceship on the man yeah you yeah, never know well. i didn't see his ashes just want to throw that out there yeah didn't, the you didn't see the palpatine, ashes when the challenger ex uh, explosion happened didn't back palpatine in the 80s, blow okay? up in a death star i mean come on he, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right, but sure. that was different. It was force essence being transferred. Yeah, I pray that he's. I I just want him to be gone. I think I'm it'd good. be best if he was dead because that I'm brings good. in Thrawn. But Correct. um, but I still have no idea. Like I just, <laughs> I I really have no yeah. no discussion. Yeah. John the Favreau, fact that we got the, like the Dark Council or whatever they call themselves Shadow, that's Shadow Council. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, give me that's that great. show. Yeah, that's John great. Favreau Shadow. is gonna have to look me in the eye and say. He's dead for me to like 100 percent believe it, and that's hey, you and, never know. Yeah, so call me a doubter, but whatever. Well, we just saw like eight of them in tubes, so we don't know. What's yeah, gonna yeah. Happen. you think he doesn't have eight more just chilling? That's what I mean. Somewhere like, else. Yeah, yeah. Like, he says those are just he, the force ones. He's kind of like, kind of like comes up like Patrick Star in that SpongeBob episode with the chocolate yeah. bar when the clones uh, get blown up. He's <laughs> like, "You took my only food." No, hey, I'm gonna starve. Like I didn't know you had a Patrick voice. I like. I that. do. I do have a Patrick voice. Can I tell a quick sidebar story? It has nothing to do with Star Wars, or should we move on? 
That's up to you, man. I'm gonna do it. Go. I was at. A, I've got this kid in my church who he played varsity basketball. We go to one of his playoff games a few months ago. This other team gets up to free throw, dead silent in the gym. So I just wait for him to free throw, and I go little, little, little. Oh, and nice. Got a full oh, laugh from the gym. I was like, oh, I can die happy now. It was great. so. <laughs> anyway, I do have a Patrick voice. It's it's pretty much limited to just like a handful of things, but that that's it. So yeah, I like it. Sounds good. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> that's nothing to do with Star Wars. I'm so sorry, but go, let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, turning back to the Mandalorian here, how pirates. The Pirates were a pretty big deal throughout this season. Of course, we got Salad the Hut, Kale the Hut. I don't know what you want to call him. The big grain dude. What was his name again? Gorian Shard. That's the greatest, right. The greatest name Star Wars has given us since 1977. Pretty great. Pretty great. <laughs> pirates, overall, did they work for us? For me, sure. They felt very Star Warsy. I absolutely loved Gorian Shard. What a stand-up dude. I love the fact that he went down with a ship. <laughs> Heck yeah, baby. Sorry. I'm and sorry. I even love, sorry. what's his name? Kane? Vane? Bane? We got too many Kane's. The, the dude Bane's that's like always on. running from stuff? That it's guy? It's Vane. It's Vane. Vane. Now that I'm thinking about it. I like the fact that he jets off, and I'm pretty confident. You know, I think it's Bespin Bulletin or somebody out there has reported that that dude's showing up in Skeleton Crew. So that's I correct. love that interconnective connection storytelling so i loved everything about these pirates it gave something as far as navarro and grief carga to do in this season so i really dug it how about how about you zach i i liked them they felt Good. very star wars to me Good. um i i thought his character design was crazy and cool but it worked for me um his name is awesome perfect like side villain to me yeah he was interesting he gave me some cool stuff to see wasn't boring at all, um, and had a cool death. So yeah, he did. DJ, yeah. pirate thoughts. I have pirate thoughts often. Um, <laughs> no, I loved all the pirate stuff. I thought it was fun. And yeah, yeah. his vein with a V, V A N E. I had to Google it, but um, he he. I, I thought you know, aside from Gorian Shard, Gorian Shard's hilarious. I I, I think he's like the perfect Star Wars character. You know, like. And it, I would follow that man. What's so what's so funny to me? Follow that man to the end. You know, like, what's so funny to me is I actually unintentionally watched Dead Man's Chest like the week that episode premiered, but yeah. like two or three days before that episode even came out, didn't never didn't expect to see pirates. And I was like, oh, this is awesome! I just watched Pirates of the Caribbean. So like, I was kind of in pirate mode weirdly like when am i yeah. ever never you know well, so we mentioned that side dude that looks like that the guy from peter pan too like well, they yeah, went they Mr. went all Schmitty, in on yeah. the pirate stuff for yeah, sure yeah the pirate things were great, great. and the, sh the ship looked great all of their extra you know um, ship looked fantastic i mean that was out of a comic book too i still haven't mm -hmm. figured out where that came from yep um you know just a lot of great stuff with the pirates yeah vane's coming back in skeleton crew um i know this because um you've I, I seen saw it You've no, seen it. that's why <laughs> I have. Well, no, He's got sources. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been keeping on the download this whole last two years. Sorry. Buddy. <laughs> um, no, I, I watched a clip of a, another podcast on, on Instagram and this guy I follow uh, James Bainey from the resistance broadcast. He guessed on another pod and they asked him about the skeleton crew thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, Vane's coming back because I, I literally saw him with my own eyes in the secret trailer. They showed it. Oh, uh, I skeleton crew. Okay. So Vane's so in confirmed. the trailer. Confirmed. For skeleton. Yeah. So confirmed he's returning for skeleton crew. Cool. I like it. But I like it. What's great about that is now we get this lost boy, Peter Pan, Captain Hook thing going forward. And I think that's going to be really fun because in yeah. Return of the Jedi, you have Lando Calrissian uh, looking at Han going, oh, well, you get going, you old pirate. Like, 
And he even says, hey, you old pirate, so good to see you in Empire Strikes Back. So, like, we're getting, okay, was Han ever actually a pirate? Does Lando just call him that to be funny? Where's the pirate stuff? Give me some more pirate stuff. So I'm, I love pirates. I'm a I, sucker for pirates. Yeah. So that's my favorite uh, ride at Disney World. I'm that. Nerd. Oh, I thought you were I, being facetious. I'm so sorry. Oh no, I love pirates. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm great. not. They are one of my favorite things awesome. in history, awesome. and I think they're awesome. And they fit this world of Star Wars to me so much because they, these they do. These, these things would be like this. Like if yeah. this universe is this big and there's a galaxy and ships and stuff, there's gonna be pirates. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. And so, so it, it, I love the pirates. I can't wait to see them again. Yeah, it, we're we're definitely seeing them again, and that's certainly exciting. Well, nope. the next little season three thing here in our notes was put in here by DJ. So honestly, DJ, if you want to go ahead and take this one, I don't know what's going on with it. It says, do we feel our suspicions were or are warranted even now? What are you getting at there, man? What are you getting at? Uh, I'm looking at suspicions more so uh, um, surrounding, you know, the, the Mandalorian spy thing. Like, I know we talked about uh, it earlier. Yeah. But, and I thought I actually wrote that out better originally. I'm so sorry I didn't. Um, but I, I, I really was kind of just trying to figure out, okay, what's another talking point here? Because, you know, we, we got this whole thing with Axe Woes or the Armorer. Are they working for the Empire? At least that's what I was thinking. Are they working with the Shadow Council? You know, we, we had all of this stuff going on. And really what I'm trying to ultimately get at here is do we think that even though everything is kosher here at the end, mm. is there even like a, a minimal chance that any of those Mandalorians who were had primary roles, Casca, Axe Woves, the Armorer, I'll I'll just throw Den and 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 um, Bo in there just for kicks and giggles. But you know, do we think anybody in that in that world is is some kind of a defector and an undercover spy? You know, and I, now that like you know we're here and we've talked about it a little bit, I'll just say I don't think so. I would imagine there are certain groups of fandom who do. Mm-hmm. you know and and there's probably that's probably not a very big group of people i feel like by now we would have seen something floating around about that and i haven't yeah not saying i know everything about star wars because i don't but like you know i feel like i would have seen something by now just how ingrained i am with it so what what do you guys think about it no i'm i'm kind of with you um I'm, I'm with you i don't think uh, okay I, I, the, now could that change that's why yeah that's why i think so like, I think it could yeah. change. Like the That's Empire what I mean by that comes along and, yeah. and gives you a little, you know, hey, we'll set you up on Mandalore over here. Like, I don't think. Here's your 30 pieces of silver. Yeah, like, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, you you bounty hunter, you whatever you were for however yeah. many years, you have yeah. nothing. Um, I don't think it's uh, against what could happen. But at this moment, nah. I don't think so. Yeah. I think ex- they're all about Mandalore at this point. Those are my exact thoughts on that, uh, Zach. So I feel like we, we've we definitely kind of hit that home. And I, honestly, I kind of feel like maybe we've covered really all the big things yeah. regarding season three. I mean, is there anything that I've missed? DJ, Zach, anything else? I just wanted to kind of sum up how I feel about the season. I don't yeah. think we really mm-hmm. talked about that as a in general. Um, I would say it is my least favorite of the three. I agree. Um, and I think that's I a pretty common thing. However, um, still good TV to me. Like, still entertaining. Still loved what I saw uh, most of the time. Um, Din Djarin. I think I may have told you this, Keller, but he has become my favorite character in Star Wars. I 
love him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his character design is so sick. His story is awesome. He, like his loyalty and just his his morality is so cool to me. Um, so I I love this show and I I think season three was good. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I think season three for me was definitely my least favorite. If I was ranking them, it'd be season two, season one, season three. There were still a lot of stuff in season three that I absolutely loved. I loved this journey as far as Bo-Katan taking the the front and center, if you will, uh, there toward maybe the back half specifically. Yeah, a lot of stuff in it, obviously, you know, and people that are listening have heard us. A lot of nitpicks here and there along the way, and that's naturally going to happen. But, uh, yeah, good, exactly what you said, Zach. Good television. Good television. DJ, your overall thoughts on season three? Yeah, it's 2-1-3 for me. Um, but I'm a little, it's not like it was bad. You know, y'all right, said it's good yeah. TV. It's not that anything in it was just overtly horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like... The things that like for me, like I like Jack Black, so I don't mind him being in Star Wars. It's like if, if you're going to tell a story, I'm of the opinion that Jack Black as a person can fit into any universe at this point. He just doesn't need to be a major person. You know, like, I mean, it just to me, if he, they threw him into Game of Thrones, I'll be like, yeah, he, that'll work. You know, like if they well, threw and him what in, I'll say on that is know? I thought his character was interesting. Yeah, I, I got to say. Like like his back the little background they gave him. Now it's Jack Black, so you're very distracted by oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this is Jack Black. But if it wasn't Jack Black, I think that would have been a way interesting character to kind of dip our toe into. I think so too. And and but that that was fine. Keller doesn't I, agree, but that's fine. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Continue. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> well, and, and Caleb and I have gone on and on about this. Yeah. Why I lo- he, he he I think he hates that I love Jack Black. Honestly, yeah. Keller no, no, doesn't no, no, like no, no, Jack no, no. Black. That's fine. Yeah, I don't like yeah. Jack Black. Uh, I don't see how you don't. I think it's it's just, honestly, though, in in full full honesty, comedy's just not my genre, if I'm being honest. So I don't really You're just a curmudgeon. Like (laughs) Kevin Hart, The Rock, like all those kind of Jack Black. Completely fair. It's just not my it's just not my thing. So I don't have that yeah. Jack Black craze. I don't hate you for that you have it. I'm just saying it's just not for me. I didn't say you just hated me. me. I said you hated my love for Jack Black. Yeah. I, I don't I hate your you love hated for Jack, Jack Black. Black. That's right. <laughs> oh man. No. Until you come back. None of go, the above. Go, go watch the scene in Anchorman where he drop kicks the dog <laughs> off of a bridge and tell me that's not hilarious. Shoot. All I gotta say is Kung Fu Panda. It's one of the oh, best trilogies nacho, of all time. Nacho Libre, talking? man. Oh, I Nacho, love Nacho Libre. School of Rock. Come on, Rock. Uh, King Come Kong. On. King Kong. I'm just kidding. Not King uh, Kong. Uh, he right, yeah. Kong. Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> pass, pass, um, pass, pass, pass. and pass. you. <laughs> All day long. It's just not so for me, back, guys. It's back, just not for me. Back to, back to my point, though. I didn't mean to go on Don't hate Black Rant. <laughs> but go get him. I, I like Jack Black here because I like Jack Black. Okay. Lizzo, <laughs> I was like, really? But then I thought of, I saw the tweet where she was like, my dad showed me Star Wars. You're one of us. Come on in. Like, yeah. be welcomed. All right. We we are glad. I'm like, Ray, be with me. Okay. Like, I'm I'm glad you're here. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> um, Christopher Lloyd, fantastic. Loved all that. So for me, like when you get down to the the nitpickiest of things here, I still enjoy season three. I'm still gonna rewatch it. I'm gonna do a full three season rewatch before season four, before probably before Ahsoka, and probably before Skeleton Crew as well. With Book of Boba Fett. I've got 
once once um skeleton crew comes out i got five seasons of tv to watch i'm a, i'm a happy camper you know so for me it's good stuff to to come and revisit it's good stuff to uh laugh at because it's a little wonky and here we are you know like it's nothing no problem with it uh really overtly so for me like back to the original thing we kind of ranked them season two is the best mandalorian and i don't really know why it just is um probably because it just built off the hype and we were just ready for it season one is just i don't know it's just cool like nostalgic it's like the if you're going to like make a Hollywood comparison, it's the James Dean of Mandalorian. That's season one. I agree. You know? Season three is kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it's kind of just like this redheaded stepchild, but like you still love it. Cause it's so weird, you know, like it's just got a lot of really good stuff. So I love the season. Um, you know, everything that you need to hear from me on this season, you just watch the last few or listen to the last few episodes of Mando talk. You're going to sure, know exactly yeah. how I feel about the whole season. And I think, I think we can all say that for this yep. season for and sure. just go back. That's, that's what we think. And that's where I'm at. And you know, that's, I loved it. Absolutely. Well, hopefully all of you out there loved it. At least you found something enjoyable uh, regarding season three, but we're not done with this podcast episode. That's not the only thing we wanted to do. The next thing that we definitely need to do is one final Mando messenger segment. And this is actually because I goofed. Last week, I completely missed our two submissions that were on Discord, our loyal Discord members that have been listening to Mando Talk for a while now, and they Mm -hmm. always take the time to engage and conversate inside Discord, which, by the way, anybody, everybody is welcome to join Discord. That link is always down in the description. So we definitely wanted to do our due diligence and take a look at these final thoughts from two of our listeners before we do get into our way too early predictions for season four. And I'm actually going to ask you, Zach, if you will go ahead and hit the these two submissions and then we will discuss them love to so the first one comes from melanie and uh, they say i thought the episode was amazing fabulous action tension suspense and heartwarming moments i could barely breathe lighting the great forge was beautiful and it was great to see r5 get highlighted and be part of the plan i agree I only wish that they had mentioned Honored Paz when his son finished taking the Creed. Excellent finale. Hopefully season four will be out sooner rather than later. And I'm glad that they brought that up because where was the Paz love? You know what I mean? We didn't didn't even touch on Paz in in our reflections there. What a moment. Like I loved, loved the I loved the death of Paz, but yes, uh, Melanie, you're one thousand percent correct. Yeah. We should have seen something, something in the finale there. And, and I, I do feel like what, she, what Melanie says there as far as it being during the Creed, I feel like that was the place to probably yeah, do it. hundred percent. Um great idea. I've seen and, notes on that though where people have said, Well, he's standing next to Axe Loaves, so maybe there's like a Apprenticeship subtle, thing. A subtlety kind of yeah, thing that, yeah. that we have to assume to get some past nah. closure. <laughs> we I don't needed, like I, I do think that we needed some like real closure there too. Though. Yeah, we need. I, I agree there, with but her. Yeah, it's a great point. And and I I didn't get to talk about this, but the fact that he got demolished mm-hmm. by those guards made me so happy for how it tied into this. You know, you're talking about the sequel stuff. And the fact that he's just wrecking all those troopers and then they come in awesome Avengers Endgame shot and um, like just 
quickly gone. Mm-hmm. Just quickly. And I, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So shout yeah, out Paz. No, I agree. What a death. For sure. And shout he's out like to R5 as well. Oh, yeah. Shout out R5, too. Doing his job. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. Scaredy love, cat. I love R5. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, the, the last one here comes from Speeder Bike Tim. I watched the episode with an open mind, not considering the thoughts and conspiracies we all discussed. I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I was surprised to find out the clones were actually force-influenced Moff Gideon clones. That would have been interesting. Moff Gideon with Grogu powers and Mandalorian Beskar. I'm glad they were destroyed, though. I was glad to see the armor wasn't a spy, and at the end, when she was giving the oath to pass his son, I noticed the line of not removing the helmet was omitted. The fact that Grogu saved Din and Bo by de- deflecting the flames was very Kanan-ish. Yes, you got that. Said. You got that. Um, I'm pretty sure season four Grogu will be the one to tame the Mythosaur, as I noticed he sensed it at the bottom of the lake. I think the next season will get back to the missions of Din Djarin and Din Grogu, so he can become more than an apprentice. I'm looking forward to how Mandalorian society moves forward from here. And the funniest part for me was IG-11 becoming the Marshal and having his grief Karga paint you. Great stuff. Well there, said, Tim. Yeah, well Man. said. By, very well, by very well here. said. Um, I, a lot I of things we've kind of naturally, we've naturally kind of touched on during our season three mm-hmm. reflection. Mm-hmm. I love oh. the Kanan name drop there. Obviously, love and I, that. I, I didn't watch the shows, but I've seen the clip of this uh, where he yeah. like turns and and it's From basically Rebels. the same shot. But yeah, uh, yeah, that that um, shot was enough for me to watch Rebels. Mm. That's and and also knowing Ahsoka showed up because I grew up with kind of I, I don't want to say grew up final final years of high school were surrounded by clone wars so like for me it was like okay that's a good reason to jump in but very, yeah very kanan very very kanan yeah. he did and, and, grogu, grogu did what kanan couldn't and that's what's and, that that's a very interesting note oof and we also mean, talked no, about that's not a not a dig no 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 i didn't take it that way i'm saying like oof emotional damage ah, <laughs> yeah fair, totally fair. <laughs> um and we didn't talk about din grogu either yeah din sir, grogu. sir din grogu sir is he sir now he was yeah by knighted. lizzo he was knighted by lizzo he's a oh, yeah forgot about <laughs> that if you're episode. on podcast platforms <laughs> if you're on podcast platforms you missed my eye roll there you but i zach, love him being knighted you and zach rolled your eyes in sync that was, uh, I was just like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Din Grogu, that's cool. Like, um, uh, I love that what Tim talks about. And this is a perfect segue into the next section, right? Yeah, is absolutely. To, before we move on, thank you, everybody, for your Discord messages. You know, we, yes. we appreciate that here at, Myth- at Manda Talk. I about it said at Mythosaur. Um, at Manda Talk. Wrong brand. It's a Mythosaur um, Talk now. Yeah, at Mytho hey. Talk. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> competition I, ideas there. You're just give, getting them out there. Yeah, that's right. I'd like um, to now announce that I'm starting my own Star Wars yeah, podcast. Mytho Talk. Mytho um, Talk. Yeah. Same logo and everything. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I want to. I guess we'll let DJ kind of lead the way into way too oh, early yeah. predictions, but yeah. Um, so DJ, take us away. Yeah, just to echo you, you said a second ago, and I'm actually pulling up my predictions on my phone right now. I didn't type those into show notes this week. Keeping them um, secretive. Very. Um, 
I mean, they're not really secretive, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk some uh, early, way too early predictions for season four. You know, we're in this segment. It's just about speculating semi-responsibly. I'm not gonna speculate <laughs> responsibly, um, and it's based on what we've seen from season three, possibly seasons one and two as well, even Book of Boba. What we might expect to see in Ahsoka, and what that tells us for season four. So. Um, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's do a little round table thing here. I'll start with Caleb. Caleb, do you, I have, um, four and a half predictions. Yeah. Um, because a half is like a little sub note, but, um, we'll, we'll do a round table until we're done. And Caleb, what do you have anything to start off with? Well, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say, I do think based on this season and season two, really the the name drops of Thrawn in two seasons in a row. Of course, we'll get Ahsoka, where Thrawn becomes the absolute main villain. I do think, then, in Season 4, Thrawn will have some form of presence. Because, obviously, we got uh, Din Djarin and, and Grogu and Carson Teva doing this whole New Republic thing. I think, at some point, maybe the latter half of Season 4, it makes that grand reveal of, oh, Din and Grogu's connected to Ahsoka, and this is all leading to that that movie that Filoni um, has been given at this point. So there's, I guess, my first prediction. Thrawn will officially make a presence in the Mandalorian show with season four. I'll, I'll just kind of start there. Maybe safe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Zach? Thoughts so on my predictions yeah. can be, can be kind of short and sweet. I think um, my thought of season four is pretty obvious and pretty straightforward. We get a mix of the two seasons or of the two vibes that we've gotten, I should say. We get day by day, they're going on missions with the New Republic, classic Mandalorian type with Din and Grogu. Sure. Sprinkled in with the underlying Thrawn uh, First Order presence looming. And it's going to lead us directly into the movie. I think we get season four right before the movie. And then we. Um, we then get like the end of the season. There's not really like, I wouldn't even say there's not a big bad. I think something's going to happen. Like Ooh. it's going to be an inciting incident to move us into the movie, whether, you know, something happens to Den, which it won't, or like grief or somebody like, Ooh. Oh no. And then, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a very end movie game time, yeah. type thing. Or, or I should say infinity, infinity, war. infinity war. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Um, that's my okay. prediction. Go All ahead. right. I got one. I'm glad y'all didn't touch on it. Um, but I, this is kind of like, this is a definite season four prediction um, because I have some things like y'all said that kind of maybe reach out to other little uh, mm. other stories and movies and things like that. But so this one's definitely for season four. Kane, the the spy working and trying to off uh, Pershing, she will return and be a direct link between Pershing and any future cloning discussions. Mm. So um, doubling down on the fact that the Pershing episode is very vital. I think forward. it's important because, yeah. you know, like we talked about last week, Caleb, I, I said something to the effect of this, th this, um, the, all this cloning stuff, the shadow council, Kane Pershing, it's making me want to know more about the Imperial presence post return of the Jedi and why I'm wanting to, read like heir to the empire and that Thrawn trilogy and, and try to figure out some things that help maybe bridge a gap. And that, not that I I'm off kiltered and don't ruining a surprise or something, nothing like that. I just want to see how that all plays in. And I think Kane is a, a good way to explore that. 
kind of being like this kind of being the antithesis to Carson Teva's character. Yeah. I I frankly love that idea. I mean, having Kane kind of underlie. um, I don't want too much of that, but no, not a lot. Going back to kind of what you said there, the more important thing to me is the presence of the empire slash first order in the new Republic. Um, Because Mm -hmm. if you watch my bad batch episodes, that's my favorite part of bad batch is when we get empire stuff. Because that's way more interesting than the yeah. Jedi that survived Order 66 that we've seen 57 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I loved it. I say that. <laughs> Jaded. I love that. But I just think the Empire and like thinking about this government, you know, invading. And they're not going to all go away. Okay, yeah, we won. We blew up the second Death Star. Great. They didn't all die. Like, they're in the universe. And so I... I'm very interested to see how they keep that thread, especially with this Thrawn character, which they're going to run the risk of what we've talked about with Rebels and everything, mm-hmm. where, like, the general person, that doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. So right. you you have the Thanos effect. I know we keep talking about Marvel, but they're doing the same thing. Um, yeah, they you are. Have the, you have the Thanos effect, where I didn't know who that was. I've heard of him, but I didn't know the real stakes. So that's what we need. We need something to to hook my wife it's always about my wife on this show like if i get her hooked i know it's working Um, yeah and so i I have that same mindset too yeah i'm excited to see that i've actually lost what i was even talking about because i got so worked (laughs) up about ron and thanos but yeah (laughs) well well, you were talking i was gonna say too you know thinking back to season three the empire vibes you know, we got incredible moment after moment after moment in season three, but I still think my favorite scene of the entire season is just that Shadow Council conversation. Like, that was just so cool. It's a very important those Imperial scene. vibes, yeah. oh, dude, first it, order oh, groundwork, and I do so think cool. that those vibes are going to continue to roll over not only into Ahsoka, but also into season four of The Mandalorian. And while you mentioned Kane there, I guess that's kind of like a natural transition to my second prediction. I think somehow... As Din and Grogu are doing these missions for the New Republic and Carson Teva, I think somehow Carson Teva figures out about Kane and the fact that she's a spy for the Empire and whatnot. And Din Djarin has a mission, a bounty hunter esque mission, if you will, to hunt down and kill Kane. And I think that's something that we see in season four. So there's my. I don't think it'll prediction. be a kill. I think it'll be a just capture. Bring but her I on. Yeah. Love I love that. Yeah, Give that's that e- that's even me. better. Yeah, that's even better yes. than what I said. Maybe not. Well, no, you're I, probably I think right. it, I probably think not it a kill. Adds you're, on you're to what right. you're talking about, DJ. I think it. Sure. I, th- I think it. It's the both. Like she's gonna be doing her stuff. Mm-hmm. Carson's gonna get a little sniff of. All right, something's going on here. Get me proof or go yeah. get her or something. Um, I think that's gonna be cool. Sure. And then we have like that. the good guy version of Jango Fett and Attack of the Clones a little bit. Hmm. That's kind of what it sounds like. What you're saying, mm-hmm. where like go, go get her, bring her in, or kill her, or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, because that's kind yeah. of what Django's doing with Padme. You know, I, just, I love that idea. It just feels like an inverse good guy, bad guy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. I maybe not kill. I'm just thinking back. You know, season. Remember the uh, season. I think she two? does die though. Oh yeah, I want to throw that. Oh, out she's there. gone eventually. Yeah, I think this so. Season. Too. I think oh, no. gone. Next Remember season. in season two, the the opener, the very first scene where Din Djarin goes to that little wrestling or boxing match, 
mm-hmm. and like he captures that dude and he doesn't really kill him but he has him hanging there and those hounds basically kill him mm. like almost like a kill like that like where he's not physically doing it but he's setting up the kill yeah yeah like we i, I i've said this on here before i've got this other podcast i do where we talk about different movies um we recorded one this afternoon um on 1999 tarzan the animated movie okay Mm -hmm. but we talked about in that why we're not why but disney doesn't allow their heroes to kill the villain it's Mm. always like they fall off a ledge or sure yeah they get tangled and in the case of tarzan clayton gets tangled up in vines it's very dark (laughs) so and but think about but to your point what you said about about din and the opener season two he lets the hounds do the killing Mm mm-hmm that's a Disney thing. They're not going to yeah, let the because sure. <laughs> what do we see Han Solo do every fifteen seconds in A New Hope and Return of the Jedi? Boom, bad guy dead. You know, like <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, no, to be no fair, problem. Mando kills like a bunch of people. Oh, sure, yeah. but like it definitely if, does. But that that was a focal point moment in that oh, in a cold open. Uh, no, for I, season, I agree with you. Premiere, I agree. You know, I'm just saying. Like, let, yeah. No, you can't kill him. You're gonna. If have we're to talking body else. count, like these Mandalorians have. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Din Djarin and Chopper. Like that. It's that order. Chopper the <laughs> droid from Rebels. He has the mm-hmm. highest body count of any stick character in Star Wars. Those are bold faced facts, by the way. Bold faced. Yeah, it's like I don't know more than Luke blowing up a Death Star. Yeah, we don't know how many people. <laughs> Good point. Are. We don't really know. We don't Two really know how many stars. Two. He didn't blow <laughs> up the Tarkin, second one. Oh, fair, fair. That's fair. Oh um, yeah, I'm talking about one single character where we see them rack up the body count. All right, that's fair. It's Chopper. <laughs> okay, fair which enough. is crazy, and I like that. It's fair so enough. dumb, okay. but I love it. <laughs> it's what goes back to the goodness. Okay, um, where are we? Okay, uh, Zach, you have another prediction. I know. I. I Okay. I, frankly, I was just going to kind of feed into this. Feed off. Cool. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. DJ, hit us with yours. All hit right. Us, hit us Second with your one, other two. Or... Change, change of pace. All right. Um, Keller and Beck will return, and we'll see some training between him and Grogu and some flashbacks. We kind of talked about that earlier. Yeah. I think that will happen in the fourth season, though. I think that's something mm. that specifically needs to happen in the fourth season because Grogu, I, I just want to know where do we go from Order sixty six to Mando season one episode one? How do we how do we get to that? And Kellerin's a big part of that, and I want to see how that works out. Does somebody kill Kellerin? Does there like this? Uh, do we do an offshoot show where Ahmed Best gets to have his own like you know prequel season to the Mandalorian? You know, uh-huh. I, I, what whatever. You know, I don't. I, I'm just saying I want to see more of that, and I think that will be revealed in season four. What do you about yeah. y'all? No, I. I'm with you. I, yep, I love I that idea. Um, we do know it has to end poorly for Keller and Beck. Now, mm-hmm. whether they commit to that in season four or they hold off for later, I don't think that's well, a movie. I don't think that's a movie reveal, though, in Filoni's No, I, I come back to, I don't know if it means he's like a, a bad ending, right? It doesn't mean he has to be dead. Like, yeah. Grogu could have been kidnapped and they could have been separated. And sure. it's kind of, yeah. and even in Bad Batch, you know, in season two, I'm not going to spoil it for Zach, but you know that one group takes off in uh, on hi- in hyperspace, and the other group doesn't know where they went. They can't track yep. them because they can't track through hyperspace yet. So, yeah. you know, we're we're getting. Which I hope gets like, erased off the Earth. By the way, yeah, was, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that either. But you know, I I'm not saying that they can't ever be together post Return of the Jedi. It sure, does, yeah. it does say like where was Keller and Deering all that. So man, I was gonna say talk like about I'm, a massive, I'm being like, I'm yeah. being devil's advocate here, right? Sure, of sure. Like, oh, what if I do think like he's going to, uh, the Empire is gonna need to do something, and he's gonna 
sacrifice himself mm-hmm. like okay to try to protect them if mm. i had to do a prediction i and, do think he we're gonna see him get killed in yeah. a flashback i think i agree but i also love the idea idea too that maybe dj you're saying they could get separated and maybe then we catch up in present day and keller and bex this sure. just super and, old and we wise this, master like, and they yeah. reunite that'd be so that'd be, so, that'd that'd be, be so dope. and like we do this <laughs> Arrowverse thing where like in, in, in seasons one, two, three, and four, and five of Arrow, you have modern day and then five years earlier. Mm-hmm. And by the time you know you tell Oliver Queen's whole story, let's just do that with Keller and Beck. I mean, why yeah, not? I'm good with and that. Even if it's a darker story, even better. You know, I don't I don't <laughs> exactly. mind. Exactly. Let's see what Ahmed Best can do when he's given this kind of material. You know, like let's see what happens. And I think he's earned it. I think he deserves it. Um, and if he doesn't get a side quest show at least give us a story in an, a future season that's kind of where i, think, I was I at think so okay. i think so i'm with you uh, i think we're Kay- gonna see it yeah i i hope so caleb do you have any other predictions i'm, I'm enjoying hearing yours and, and going okay, off well, of those, so well i got so. i got two more i got two <laughs> more and, and then those. i'll be done all right <laughs> this one's kind of a quick one we don't need to dwell on it too much um i think that axe woes will train ragnar aka paz Vizsla's son in the ways of the mandalorians yeah um and i and my main reason for that is because the tension that was between uh, Axe and Paz on the boat uh, mm. when they were playing a little chess game. You know, I think that that's a good moment to to kind of say, okay, they got in a fight, Grogu broke it up, whatever, but because Paz lays down his life for everybody in this very sacrificial thing, Axe is like, man, like, I was just trying to beat the tar out of that guy, and now he dies for me. Like, there's... There's this mutual respect thing. So I think that he was just naturally is like, come on, kid. Like, I got you. You know, found family type of thing. Man, I don't well, know. What do you, what do you, what do well, you, well, that, that's just making me kind of think too. Like, if we do get to Axe and Paz yet again, we're going to have to somehow go back to Bo Katan and Mandalore. But I know we were talking about how season four is going to refocus on Din and Grogu being at the focal point of the story. So I guess this kind of, opens up us having I, I don't i don't think this is going to be a quick discussion at all like do oh, okay. we feel like season four is really going to be full-on just din and grogu going on these missions or are we going to have din and grogu somehow get mixed back into going back to mandalore or is it going to be these two different plots that are cutting back and forward back and forward back and forward like other shows have done in the past i only i don't personally know the answer to that maybe zach you can kind of give your opinions on which of those you believe it's going to be but i do think i mean if we're going to get axe and paz or excuse me not paz axe and ragnar my bad you know what i'm trying to say there though if we do get back to them it's going to have to not fully be focused on din and grogu at some point right i i think at this point um i think it's going to be more of a when he goes back to mandalore and hangs out with Bo. you're going to see axe working with him but I don't think it's going to be like, he's my son now. Like, I don't think we're going to get that type of. I think thing. it's more of an apprenticeship, like the, not a yeah, father the, son thing. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. That, that's fair. Yeah I, yeah. I think we do see it, but. Um, because like, I don't know. The, I don't know. They keep we bringing back to this kid that, you know, they, I, I, I think I, we would have seen an adoption scene like with Din and Grogu. If mm-hmm. they wanted to make him father son, make them father Agreed. son. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Well. So I think that having Ragnar stand next to Axe is just like our little, hey, here, this is to let you know 
Yeah, they're perfect. Gonna, and they're I think that's kinda, how it's going to marinate yeah. moving forward. It's going to yeah. be like scenes, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be like a plot point. And I think yeah. that's great for this kid as an actor because he gets his first little, you know, taste of of the business. And sure, in a big in, way, <laughs> in a in a huge way, yeah. and and it's not a detriment to him like it was to Jake Lloyd, for example, Baby Anakin. You know, he gets to kind of ease in, and I think that you know every time a child gets involved in a major uh, franchise now creators are very conscious of what's happened before and they're trying to make at least nowadays uh give those kids a little more freedom and not freedom but more rights to, and, and to kind of mm. help them get in there so great for jimmy kimmel's nephew okay you know but like, like also great for us because we get a nice little maybe yeah. hopefully get something where there's a, an apprenticeship being thing like, okay uh, like we've talked about yeah right, so here, now real oh, quickly though I, I just to back to my question dj do you think it's Din Djarin and Grogu have to go back to Mandalore for just like an episode and that's how we get this whole Bo-Katan and, and Axe and all yeah. them or are we cutting back and forward in season four like how, well, how do you feel about like how would that come to be I guess you know I, I, in order to tell this part of the story right, right yes. okay yeah. yeah I think that we get something kind of like what we get with Grief Karga every season okay. oh yeah. we're gonna just touch base and we'll be yeah. back later you know okay. like Navarro's been our for all intents and purposes, our man, our um, our Mandalorian version of Tatooine. Absolutely, it's where we return to. Percent, hundred percent. So Mandalore now becomes I don't know, kind of like our Coruscant, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just to try to I like compare. That. So or our Death Star, minus the whole death part. You know, sure. like, minus the I think evil. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just one of those things that like, all right, let's go touch base real quick. You know, it's like, because yeah. we're not done with these characters. We're not done oh, with Boat. We're not done with no. Bo-Katan. You know, we're no not shot. done with Mandalore. The, sh- the show is still called The Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. we're not done with Mandalore. It'd just be wrong to be done with Mandalore. So yeah. we're going to come back. We're going to see it. And it's kind of like, we, I think, Jack, you said it. Back in the background, Ragnar, Axe they're just, they're throwing blows. They're shooting little paint darts at each other, training, whatever, you know, like it's just an apprenticeship thing. And I think that's, all yeah, I do have to admit, I am in, intrigued by the, just the concept. If they wanted to take a swing and do something different of doing like two plots and cutting back and forth throughout season four. But mm-hmm. I do think we are kind of going back to our roots. I'm leaning more so that way of it being Din and Grogu and they just need to go to Mandalore at some point for a mission. All right, continue. Sure. Sorry. I, I felt right. like the conversation took us there. No. And I think that was a good thing to bring up um i think it was very warranted because we are talking what we might see so mm. it makes perfect sense so last prediction for me and um i'll turn it back over to caleb after this but um this is it grogu will tame the mythosaur via the force he will use the force to tame the mythosaur similar to the mudhorn and the rancor and this will reestablish the lore of the mandalore set up first by tarvisla mm-hmm. i think that you know, where does this whole dark saber mythosaur thing start? It starts with the ancient Mandalorian traditions and Grogu is going to reignite all of that. Yeah. And, and I really do believe that Grogu will reforge or be a part of the reforging of the dark saber, mm-hmm. um, that he will wield that thing in his tiny little baby Yoda hand. Like, <laughs> l- look, if we can get Yoda, nobody believed Yoda could be CGI and wield a lightsaber prior to episode two. And that's all anybody talked about when that movie came out. So fast forward, what can we do with Grogu? Does he have to always look like a puppet? No, he doesn't. We can make a CG Grogu and he could flip around all day long and fight his version of Count Dooku. Maybe Keller and Beck's a Sith now and he fights Keller and Beck. (laughs) 
Probably that would not. be wild. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But anyway, I think that uh, that is something that 1,000% yeah. uh, will happen, and he will be the next and final wielder of the Darksaber. Ooh. Grogu. I'm all, I'm all in on that. All in on that. I, I don't know. That. I don't like understand how they could like pull it off. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? No idea. I don't have the technical know how to figure that out. I don't have the <laughs> right. training. That's why we don't have the job. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't work for Lucasfilm. Yeah. Plain and simple. And none of us do. So I, I think that they ha- they can do it. I, mm-hmm. They've done, they've done it before. Let's do it again. And, and bring back Din Grogu, Sir Din Grogu and, and let him use the dark saber because I, I kind of, I remember, okay, so kind of a sidetrack here. I remember before Attack of the Clones, and I still have my episode one uh, Phantom Menace Yoda action figure. Um, I have it and the little Jedi Council chair and the little chip reader on the Comtech thing, Caleb. I have, I still have all of that. Um, and I remember putting a blue toy lightsaber in that little Yoda's hand as a child mm-hmm. and playing with him as if he had, because I was like, well, he's a Jedi, he's going to have a lightsaber. Um, Nobody, I tell people, this is Yoda's lightsaber. It's blue. He goes, no, I don't, Yoda didn't have a lightsaber. He's never going to have a lightsaber. Tag of the Clones comes out five months later. Boom, he's got a <laughs> lightsaber. So I want to see my childhood dreams happen twice. <laughs> I, I'm following. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I have the uh, Moff Gideon Black Series from season one, and it came with the Darksaber. I also have a Black Series Grogu. I'll put that in his hand as a grown man. I don't care because I, I want him to have that. You know, like yeah. I, I want to see these kinds of things. So, at the sake of repeating myself, it's like a broken record. What do y'all think, Zach? Are, are you, you asking? Right? Do I think that's going to happen? Anything you just um, interpret that how you want. <laughs> I, I think I go back to the dark saber thing. Of I don't know if they reforge it. Okay. I, I think I sit on the side of. I don't think they're going to. I think it's gone. Uh, yeah. And that just comes from a guy who doesn't know the history that y'all know. Just from what I know about it, it would seem to me that the way Bo is speaking at the end of the season is that they don't need that to lead and be together. Um, yeah. So I think I see the that Mythosaur too. would be uh, enough yeah. to lead. Yeah, it's almost like uh, Grogu becomes this like he's just whipping his hands around on top of the myth sword, like swirling the force. He like almost yeah. Dumbledore esque. I know, I know, yeah. I know Harry Potter ish is, is iffy around here with DJ, but, uh, I think that's I, a little too much, but you think yeah. so? Well, I mean, <laughs> do it. I don't know. Like give him a little seat on the, on the myth and just have yeah. him sit up. There. I'll tell you that's what it reminds, I'll tell you what it reminds me of is the animated uh, Atlantis movie when the when the girl kind of goes up into the rocks and they start swirling. I don't want to see that with the force. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, I think I'm that's not too talking, much. Okay, fair, fair. With like, if he's starting to do his his uh, if it's Fantasia with the Mickey Mouse and the magician's hat, I don't really want to see Grogu. It do is that. Disney. Yeah, but that's a little too on the nose. Give even him a for, hat. Even for Disney, give him a little pointy hat with some stars <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah. Make it blue. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Uh, I, oh, but man. so to answer your question, I don't. I don't know. I I I am in the camp of I think the dark saber is gonna lie where it is. Mm. I don't think they bring it back. Now I may be completely wrong. 
and they're going to reforge it with the great forge and it's going to be dope and it's going to be cool i kind of yeah. hope i'm wrong because that's going to be an awesome visual that would be cool but <laughs> just the vibes i got at the end was like we don't need the trinkets moff yeah we're together um mm, great point <laughs> dj dj's all in on dark saber's bag baby <laughs> that's fine hey that's fine Th man. this is coming from a guy who at one point in his childhood owned like 10 lightsabers at once <laughs> like and i i wish i was exaggerating there were lightsabers my friends could play with and then there were ones they could not play with like that was not there, there's no question that That's those fine. are not yours like so i want Relatable. to see I want to thank you. I want to see more toys is really what I'm getting at here. Mm. And mm. and I'm not talking like in my life, in my world. I'm talking about in the world of Star Wars. Yeah. Give the baby Yoda a toy and let him go ham with it. Like that's oh, what I Okay. So I'm glad you said that. I have a I have a prediction, I, I guess to kind of wrap us up. Um okay. what are y'all's thoughts on how our children are gonna view the sequel trilogy based on having the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and skeleton crew and everything to kind of fill in the cracks of, of the plot. Do you think it's going to get a better rap for them? I think if you look at, it's kind of like history is repeating itself a little bit because of Clone exactly. Wars. like Clone Wars revitalized a lot of people's love for the prequels. Um, you know, and, and, and for me, I've always loved the prequels regardless of Clone Wars, but there were people who hated the prequels and are now back at, at watching Clone Wars like, this is awesome. I love the prequels because of this. Um, I think even Hayden Christensen thanked Matt Lanter, who voices Anakin in Clone Wars, and like, hey, you fleshed this out. Thank you. You know, like, he threw them a bone and a big one. And that was a big thing for Hayden to say that because he was the star, you know. So that's a big thing to do. So, yeah, I think that because of this, the sequels – uh, for not, I'm not necessarily saying my daughter because she's too little, so I have no just kids idea. in general. But kids yeah, yeah, in yeah. general, a coming generation, next generation, yeah, yeah. Like my brother, my youngest brother Brock, he when he was seven, I think when Force Awakens came out, he was the right age, and that kid loves Kylo Ren. He doesn't give a rip about what anybody thinks. He loves Kylo Ren, so I he's think awesome. Same. Exactly. I mean, but even even with the uh, if you get into the Raylo business and all this other yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, like he doesn't care. No. Yeah. So you you said you kind of stole my thunder, DJ. But no, my point was going to say was like I think it's history repeating itself here. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. we're going to be in the future. Yeah. And people are going to realize like okay, maybe the sequels aren't yeah that I, bad. Like they're not amazing. They're never going to be the the OG trilogy here. Yeah. The OT. Right. But to me, to me, the Phantom Menace was the OG trilogy. I was in the theater, baby. I had mm -hmm. I dressed up as Jar Jar for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So like I like I try to think of it in that regard. Like my daughter, so they just dropped Young Jedi shorts or something on Disney Plus. Yes, yes. Pumped she, about I it. I haven't <laughs> watched it yet. It. She it's, uh, the past two days, all we watched is that show. It's Love like that. five little That's shorts. Awesome. And she loves it. That's it's got great. Yoda in it. He's like mm -hmm. a little, they're like a little special animated style of yeah. it. And it, it's awesome. It's like these three little Jedi going on trips. And it's perfect. She loves it. And so that's my point of like, I think, I think it's going to be a whole new light. And I'm so excited because of what Mandalorian yeah. is doing with filling in the clones. Yeah, I agree. Like, I love it so much. I was going to say, I think the next generation is going to like the sequels without anything else. 
I don't think that's fair. I don't think they need Mandalorian. I don't think they need. I I don't think any of that. I think if you show just those three movies, I don't. If you showed those three movies and nothing else to the next generation, they wouldn't have all of these preconceived. Ex- expectations or notions or things regarding Palpatine. That's how my, that's how my wife sees it. And yeah, all of that like, stuff. Yeah, I so was going to say saying, specifically like, The Last Jedi. That's st- the Mandalorian and stuff like that helps me and may help yeah. like kids, that, people that were teenagers when the sequels come out. But my son, for example, once he gets old enough to watch Star Wars, yeah, he's not going to know the difference between yeah. like what's going on with 7 through 9 compared to the originals because... It, depending on how he sees them, if he was to happen to come across the sequels before seeing any of the other ones, now that stuff's going to matter. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't even think it's going to matter. It's going to be old movies. That's yeah, like, and that was at that thing point too. they're I just think, old movies. Like yeah, it's an think, interesting conversation for sure. But I well, do think I've been the thinking about it a lot lately. The Mandoverse think, is helping. Yeah us as far as like current, current star yeah. wars mm-hmm. hardcore fans absolutely sure. absolutely yeah i agree and you your your kids are how old are your kids zach you know four and well about so, to be four and about to be two so four years old wow your kid's already two years old holy cow almost um that's nuts. <laughs> okay four you got a four-year-old though uh boy boy or girl girl boy okay girl, so boy okay so your four-year-old's a girl i have a daughter she's a year 15 mm-hmm. months something like that okay mm-hmm. um I love her. I just don't know how she is. Okay. So, um, <laughs> like every dad ever, but anyway, um, I, I've already started to think about what will I show her to maybe hopefully have this star Wars connection with her. Yeah. I was talking to my dad about it. Cause he showed me star Wars. He goes, what I did with y'all was just showed y'all certain scenes. Mm. Well, what I would say to that and the way I've done it, just involve her in it. So like mm-hmm. we watch Mandalorian on the TV and we talk about it. We watch, uh, Force Awakens. We watched that the other night as like a family. What is she? I need to know. But what does she think about Ray as a girl watching? Dude, another... she loves Ray. Okay, loves that, that really Rey. warms my heart because I want my daughter to love Star Wars so bad. But I want sure, her to Rey. love Star Wars. Like I want her yeah. to love little Leia and Obi Wan. I want so her to that, love. I, I was going to say. Rey, I want to say a know? hot take. Zach, don't she's start with the, the original per- trilogy. Oh, start yeah. with Force Awakens. As yeah, far okay. as showing kids, yeah, I think for, I agree with that. For my I daughter, I would do that because yeah. I want her to lo- want to see Ray. Yeah, and if she Ray's has awesome, dude. Because if she wants to have questions, this is not about Mandalorian. So if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> oh but, yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot we were. This recording is predictions like, of generations for now. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> predicting stuff way beyond. But, um, I want my daughter to like it. And I want her to like, like my, my sister, two years younger than me. Why does she like Star Wars? Padme. Mm-hmm. She still has the Padme Amidala, Queen Amidala Barbies in the box. <laughs> I don't know how much they're worth, but I told her, don't open those. She goes, I don't. <laughs> you know, like they're worth something. So she loves Star Wars because we, my, my dad took us and we watched Padme is she my sister loves Padme and Anakin she loves Ray she loves Princess Leia you know and she's she's two years younger than me I'm not talking about a kid I'm talking about a grown woman you know like I want to see the same love that my sister has for Star Wars with my daughter mm-hmm. and the generational predictions I suppose I want to see these things come back full circle like you talked about and if I got to show my kid the movies out of order I don't care I just want her to love it because I love it you know, yeah, I think that's the best call. At least that's the best thing I've I've seen from my daughter is just keep getting her involved. Like have the lightsaber. I have my lightsaber out over here in their like play area and they'll just like pick it up and play with it. And my daughter 
um, because of Disney World, she loves it even more. She's like, oh, we're going to Star Wars. Star Wars. Is how she calls it. <laughs> Star Wars. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to Star Wars. I love that. So, well, I was going to um, say, Zach, she's going to be the perfect age when that Ray, the new Ray movie comes out. Oh, you're so she's right. She's going to be the Get perfect to to age, man. That's going to be I'll awesome. Probably cry. I, I will cry. I'm not going to probably. I, I will I, cry. We all will. We all know because we all. What's so funny to me is that through Mando talk, this is kind of a full circle thing because this is the last one for me yeah. for, a, for a while. Um, when Caleb, when when you started Mando talk the first time I came on, we were not parents. True. That so is right. In this weird cyclical kind of way. Uh huh. I don't know. I'm starting to get a little teary eyed thinking about it because <laughs> because we've been able to like get to a point now where we can say, I can't wait to show Timory, my daughter, sure. this. You're like, I can't wait to show Dawson this. Yeah. You know, and to think that, that we're here at this point now because of things like Mandalorian and, and mm-hmm. Ahsoka coming out, and because my I have a daughter, I want her to look up to strong female characters, you know. Like I want her to see Ahsoka and be like, "That's my kid. That's mm. my girl." You know, I want that for my daughter because I had that with Luke and Anakin, you know, mm. and Han Solo. Right. I want my daughter to have that. So hopefully, that will happen. And you've seen it evident in your kids' lives, Zach. So I'm hoping that we get to that point. For me, I want the th- history to repeat for Dawson and your son as well, whose name I don't know. I'm so sorry, um, but yes. I want. I want these things to happen for all of us because I do love Star Wars so much. So were you saying the generationally speaking? Yeah, it's going to happen. They're going to love it no matter what yeah. I think. And yeah. and to start to start with Force Awakens is a kind of an interesting idea. Now I'm rethinking my timeline rewatch. Well, like, the only reason I, I say that is because like, it, it, you know, as best graphically. Right. That's what I was going to say. At you know, some like, point, it's more modern. Look, I, the original trilogy will never be outdated for me, but at some point, kids are going to view the original trilogy as outdated, unfortunately. Although they are legendary content, folks. <laughs> Don't yes. get it twisted. <laughs> but maybe not the first Star Wars to show the next generation. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? It's a Probably fun conversation. Not. Anyway, but... The Mandalorian Season 3 was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. How did, how did we get here, guys? <laughs> it really. Hey. Well, we were talking about, you know, like how good Mandalorian has started to like tie up these loose ends, these cracks yeah. in the armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the sequel <laughs> trilogy. Um, yeah. So yeah. I just think yeah. it's a fun conversation. So. All right. Well, well, thank you, guys. I love it. Was it was very, very cool to uh, end on that wholesome kind of moment, though. It's very exciting, always. The direction that that Star Wars can take us, not just us as three dudes that are sweaties and nerds and complain and and, uh, find things to critique, but for kids out there that are just eating up this stuff. I mean, Grogu and Din Djarin, for those two characters to be the ones, and hopefully, like you said, DJ, Ahsoka next, for those to be the ones that maybe somebody out there is getting their first taste of Star Wars to just warms my heart because it's mm-hmm. it's it, I'd, I'd find it hard to imagine someone new to the to the lore to watch them and be like oh this isn't cool just great stuff that we're getting from star wars and i cannot wait here at mando talk to cover the next show ahsoka coming out in august can't wait to do that but um dj i think it's time for you to kind of well first of all zach hold on hold on dj hold on <laughs> Zach, thank Thanks. you 
for coming yeah. on here and yeah, offering your sure. take yeah. on the season overall, especially the back half because we didn't have you here on the back half. So it was great to to hear your thoughts on that. So any final words from you before we do pass it to Just DJ? Happy to be here. I love talking Star Wars, especially with y'all and DJ. It's been great. You know our two yeah. our two times here, but I feel like you said I feel like I know you because I've seen yeah, you on the yeah, talk yeah. so much. So um, I appreciate yeah. it. Well, yeah. Zach, we'll definitely work you. I'm sure. I'm just I will be. You, I'll be back. You're going to be on here at some point for an Ahsoka, maybe even multiple Ahsoka episodes. We'll see. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I got to go play a uh, Jedi survivor. I know, right? I'm sure you're you're over there thinking. <laughs> oh, He's man, like, let's wrap yeah, this up. Get, get this done. <laughs> Hurry up, eleven. Let's go. I think it's eleven o'clock that it drops. So yeah, I think so. All right. Well, I will say this before I do pass it to DJ because he's going to be the one to close this sucker out. Follow us at Mando Talk Twitter. And TikTok, those are the two main ones. Join our Discord. Link is down in the description. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional content between now and the Ahsoka series, especially you podcast listeners, because that's where you can hear me and see me in between now and then is exclusively on YouTube. But we will be back full in August to fully do our companion podcast weekly yet again for the upcoming Ahsoka series, and I cannot wait to do it. But... DJ, again, thank you so much for your massive contribution to Mando Talk. I know that this isn't officially goodbye. What do they say? It's it's not goodbye. It's see you later or something like that. I'm sure <laughs> no. you'll be back. You'll be yeah. back to, I'm sure, talk about one episode of Ahsoka or something along the lines. Somewhere in there, we'll hear your voice. So thank you again so much for everything that you've done for me personally, for the show, just for the Star Wars community, the fan base. Thank you so much, and I'll pass it to you to to yeah. say your final thoughts and to send us out of here. Yeah, no, no one's ever really gone. The, Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> if if there's one cool thing about the sequels, there's a few few good bits of dialogue. Um, there's a lot of good things about the sequels. Let's just be real. But um, oh man, I don't know. I, it's I've I'm at my church. Okay. So I've been, I've done nearly every episode of Mando talk inside of my church. So first of all, I want to say thank you to my church for letting me use all of our stuff. Yeah, there you go. Uh, because I've bought literally one thing and it's this, it's this boom. boom. <laughs> that's, that's all I've ever paid for. Um, so my church journey church, thank you. Um, you know, for letting me use lights and computers and everything else like i shouldn't you know no church has ever been cool to do that something like that so there's that it's really cool um i just i i loved every second of this even the days where i was rushing to get in front of the camera and like behind today. the mic yeah like today <laughs> um stupid school zones man um but i know i know i feel like i'm leaving i'm not leaving you know i'm just i gotta step away for a little while and I don't know. It's just a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a pot it's a podcast that I have enjoyed putting my 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 fingerprint on and it's a podcast I've enjoyed you know having uh kind of a an outlet at times to talk about Star Wars where I didn't previously have one. Uh, and maybe you okay so let me just say I'll say two things and I'll be done. So let me put it through you this way. If you've never done a podcast but you've always wanted to do it because you just you you want your voice to be heard. You want to talk to somebody about whatever topic, if it's specifically, if it's star Wars, just freaking do it. Uh, it's it. so easy. It's so easy. The easiest thing in the world is to start a podcast. It's so simple. 
And you can literally start one with an AirPod and you don't even need an AirPod. You can use old school iPhone headphones, you know, like you can start a podcast with nothing and be successful. So if you want to do that and you want to have fun, like we've had, then just go freaking do it and talk about it because you'll never have more fun. And and some people may not know this, never personally met Caleb, never shaken his hand, never met Zach. When I was first on back in 2021, yeah, never, never met anybody. I'm just some guy from the internet who got lucky. (laughs) And that's, and, and all that to say is don't wait to be lucky. If you want to start a podcast, just go do it because it's a lot of fun. Um, Caleb, you and said, it, guess what? If no one listens, we still get to hang out and talk it, about Star ex- Wars. Exa- exactly. Yep. You're still getting what you need. So get, get your friends, get your buddies together and just talk Star Wars, you know, make a friend on Twitter. Like I did, you know, <laughs> yeah. our parents told us for years, don't talk to people on the internet. Well, now it's like people make careers <laughs> out of it. Yeah. So like go freaking do it. Okay. So that's, that's number one. Number two, when I, when Caleb asked me to come on the show, I wanted him to know that I would never make this show just like my little Jesus corner as a pastor, as a minister. I didn't want anybody to think he's just going to Jesus juke the whole thing. Okay. Uh, I want to make this the only time I ever do that because it is my last time. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, hit me up. I'll leave it at that. If you're, if you hate that, I just said that, please still talk to me. Cause I believe he's real. I believe he's the son of God. Let's talk about it. That's the only time I've ever said that in the history of Mando talk. Um, because I never wanted to make th- th- that the priority. I wanted to talk about star Wars, but if you want to have that conversation with me, hit me up at rebels come Texan. Let's do that. Let's have that conversation. I will no longer do any more plugs. That's everything I want to say. So thank y'all again, Caleb. Thank you so much. Uh, all I did was technically get my name drawn out of a hat, but li- literally out of a Death uh, Star. No, excuse me, a Darth Vader Halloween oh, candy okay. bowl. Actually, you got to get the facts right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's been a minute since I've seen that stream. I'll admit, but Fair. Um, you know, I I will continue to wear this with a ton of pride. Hey. Let's go. And the and, Mando Talk cap that and, started it all. And this this right here is I wore it on the first one. I'm wearing it out on the last one. So just thanks. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, I've, I've been told I have to get us out of here with yeah, what we're do. supposed to say. So, and it's on the hat too. We have spoken. Yeah.